0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Die, or Prod's TTRPG podcast. As always, I'm Dead. Joining today, we got Cave.
1: No, we don't. (laughs) Today, I am the Westerner. What? No, I'll go back. I'll go with Cave. Makes more
2: sense.
0: Also joining us today, (laughs) (laughs) we got Enby. Ah! And Ruben.
2: I only got like five hours of sleep last
3: night. Fuck yeah, baby. Oh, wow, that's good for you. (laughs) Right? And you remember to put your phone on the charger.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, in jokes the podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, Envy and Ruben are members of our Tuesday group, Mining Caves. Uh, we play Starfinder, and we're gonna be playing a bunch of other shit with them. Uh figured, hey, these these dudes sound like massive fucking nerds, and on top of memes, also have opinions about TTRPG systems. More so than a lot of no, other words. <laughs> Just uh let's head over to the pre Pathfinder text channel and look at your um seventeen concept builds.
3: <laughs> l- l- listen, 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 okay? I-, I don't have a problem. I can stop whenever I want to. <laughs> oh, by the way, I came up with a new concept
1: build for you, I'll run it by you after the game. Yeah. I've been making another build today.
0: Of course you yeah. <laughs> have. <laughs> and then there's no. then there's Ruben who has found a way in a space sci-fi fantasy setting to make his teeth <laughs> the most dangerous thing in the galaxy.
1: Literally. All the while no finding a cult of the Devourer. Yeah, it's...
4: <laughs>
1: You're going devour like... the Devourer at this point. Ex- exactly.
0: <laughs> just a black hole <laughs> swallowing the universe, and they just, they just, Silas just walks up just like, Mmm, tasty.
3: <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's, like walk-a, a, walk-a, walk-a, walk-a. it's like a uh what's it a fucking hannah Barbera cartoon where you uh you you grab a 3d object and it becomes 2d and you just bite into it like a cookie exactly
1: <laughs> uh, we do have a fourth member of the tuesday group but they could not be here they might be here in the future fingers crossed
0: yeah uh rest of power to some she had to get a real job
1: uh adulting the worst crime <laughs> <laughs> but no, so
0: today uh, we are going to be doing something that we have kind of done before, but not like this. Um, I've been doing for the last little while, like with the with the like uh, one D and D UAs, and then with the Cobalt Press, uh, uh, fucking Tales of the Valiant playtests. Sitting down with Cave and just reading shit at him to get opinions, and I wanted to expand on that. I like doing that. I like talking to people about RPGs and learning, and, like getting people's like takes on them, getting people's like.
1: Opinions and all the other shit, and just kind of talking about them. I like these games, and he currently has 140 different RPGs in his RPG folder. Only 45.
0: <laughs> and see, so, yeah, I wanted to do that for like systems that aren't in playtest, that aren't like hey, that aren't like hey, here's a variation of this other system that we already know. I wanted to go for like fully released, independent systems, and get hot takes on that. So that's what it's going to be. Um, every two to three months, that schedule is not hard laid in because fucking I don't have that much money to spend on RPGs and I don't want to interrupt our regular game too much. And it's us. Yeah. I want to just like sit down with these people, including some, and run through just... The basics of a game. Run through the quick start for the gu- run through the quick start uh, for the group, and then get their opinions as players, and then also give my opinions as GM for like, hey, how do these pre how do these pre made adventures run, and how do they and how does this- how does the system just run for GMs? And so I had a couple that I wanted to start out with, and then I realized that one of them I spent money on, so we're going to be going with Dragonbane. The other one was available for free from the official source; it wasn't a pirate thing. There is a pirate thing for it, but that wasn't what we're talking about. Right.
1: Not this time. yahar me hearties.
0: But yeah, so, from the title, you got it. We're going to be talking about Dragonbane, uh, a relatively new system uh, released in the last couple of months by Free League. Who, for those who don't know, Free League are the people who make Tales from the Loop, um, the Alien RPG, I believe, uh, Ye- uh, Mutant Year Zero. A very well-known publisher in the scene. And this game is also a very well-known game in Sweden. Which is where Free League is
1: based. It's always the oh, same. I, I, I love the Justifier. <laughs> it's very well-known in Sweden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this was actually, <clears throat> uh, from, from what I'm reading of the thing, this was their first big fantasy RPG, and they got in before d d did. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, uh, so the game is called, um, in Sweden, it's called Dracker Och Demoner. Translated to English as dragons and demons.
3: Oh, I love that! <laughs> I
1: adore that.
3: <laughs> they they were the first D and D. They should sue.
1: <laughs> well, actually, they were the first D D in Sweden. I assume, right?
0: Yes, and in Sweden they are known as Dod. D. Yeah, Dungeons
1: change. or dragons? Uh, no, the och
2: dragons. Och, <laughs> oh, laddie. Och, laddy. Och. Oh. We all share one brain cell. Hell yeah.
1: You, are you the one who had it last?
2: i been I'm looking so. for that. <laughs> I didn't have a mustard on it. Oh, I did have a sandwich from I, Subway yesterday.
3: I, I left ketchup on it last time. Mean, you, you'll replace it with mustard? <laughs> <laughs> the ketchup makes it move faster. I'm hitting it with some hot exactly. sauce just
1: to spite all y'all.
0: Ha. Huh. Anyway, yeah. So, Dragonbane. Uh I want to go over a little bit of the history of the game just because I find it interesting. Because this is a and d like. It is it is a And when I say D&D like, I mean it is a is currently a D20-based fantasy system. It got its roots with Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> kind of. It's weird. So, so the original guy who kind of made it, um, Frederick Mel- Malmberg, uh, he he was initially uh, working with a company called Target Games. They wanted to get in on like the uh, war gaming scene in Sweden, so he moved to America in order to like import stuff to Sweden while working with various game publishers. And that's kind of when he started um, getting involved in the uh, role-playing game scene in the U.S., uh, they were all like very popular, and uh, so Malmberg got the idea of like publishing Swedish-language uh, role-playing games because at the time, D&D was making some inroads into Sweden, but they weren't officially translated, so there was language barrier and people just weren't willing to translate it. So Malmberg uh, was actually involved in the game testing for Call of Cthulhu and Stormbringer, which was which was a Chiosium-published uh, film um, game that was based on the like Michael Moorcock books if you know those
1: I know I love the name
0: yeah it's it's based on like the sword Stormbringer it's a whole thing people who love fucking fantasy stuff get that and so also at the time like he was involved with the playtesting while also living with the guy who would go on to create the tabletop role playing game version of uh, RuneQuest hmm which, for those who don't know, RuneQuest is Chaosium's uh, big fantasy thing. It is it is a it's one of their big basic role-playing games. And because uh, Malmberg was so influenced by like uh, working on Chaosium's rule set, he thought D&D at the time, which was like in the 80s, he thought D&D was completely inferior and obsolete compared to basic role-playing, so he licensed basic role-playing to bring it over. <laughs> Just played Chaosium was like, wow, D&D sucks ass. I'll bring this to so didn't So yeah, he bought a license, a uh, basic role playing, along with um a, along with the like Magic World booklet from uh, Worlds of Magic, and created Dracorok Demoner, which ported oh. yeah, which ported over a lot from um, from what is it? Uh, from RuneQuest, including RuneQuest's race of uh, anthropomorphic ducks.
1: <laughs> I want is- to play an anthropomorphic duck, Ted.
0: Well, hey, guess what? You can. Why is it always. Hell yeah. Yeah, literally. The cover of the rule book in the uh like like the cover of the rule book in the uh starter set, it isn't the cover of the actual game. It's a fucking darkwing duck look like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to be part of the quack pack.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so for those that don't know, basic role playing is a percentile based roll under system where you where everything is based out of a hundred and then you roll and try to get below or equal to that number. And for the first couple of editions, that's what uh Dracarok Demon or was until we get to the uh, expert rule expansion where they made it a D20 roll under system. And then that's kind of what it stayed as from what I am reading. Where when uh, Friedley picked it up in uh, 2021 uh, and began like bringing it over for a new edition. It is the like expert system with D20 roll under with uh, elements from their year zero system, which I believe is mainly in the ages because you can determine the age of your character and that has different uh, effects on your statistics. But yeah, it's fuck. It's fucking cool. I like this. I like the history. I like the vibe of it. It's a fucking neat game from all things l- outwards looking in as I will now try to sell these fuckers on it. Well, which I already might, sold me
3: on it. Yeah, which I might have already done I by Dark saying duck. yeah, they're ducks. <laughs> yeah, but, but, no, okay,
4: listen.
3: <laughs> Being able to play a duck is about 50% of what I want in TG RPGs. but <laughs> you're gonna have to sell me and make sure that the rest of the system doesn't suck, because otherwise the duck is just going to be all by itself. Alrighty. <laughs> so,
1: it is based off of D and D loosely, so
0: uh, it's based off of RuneQuest and Stormbringer.
1: <laughs> I think I played RuneQuest once.
0: Uh, we once tried to build a character. And I mean, like we, years uh, ago. Yeah, we, uh-uh. we we tried to build a character in like in like modern RuneQuest and coming to it from Call of Cthulhu Seventh Edition, it was a fucking hop, leap, and a jump because in because in current edition RuneQuest, your character creation starts at your grandparents.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember that. Shit, <laughs> That's I? some fucking Madduff's character creation. It was so cool. I loved it. But we never played it because it was such chaos.
0: Yeah.
3: I bet.
0: Yeah, anyway, so, Dragonbane. Uh, current version of it, uh, led designed by uh, Thomas Hørenstam. <coughs> as well as a bunch of other uh, Swedish names that I am not going to try to pronounce. <laughs>
1: Uh, We love you, but we're from the part of the world that can't pronounce anything, so...
0: Yeah, uh, with uh, lead illustration on it uh, being done by uh, Johann Egerkrenz, which uh, also partly butchered that name, but it's a name that will sound familiar to people who like Free League games, because he's also the guy who did Vossen. Which, Vossen is known for many things, but mainly for its fucking gorgeous artwork. And this doesn't have a whole lot of artwork in it, like a lot of the pages are just kind of like textured pages with the... uh, with, like are little like chevrons or whatever the fuck they are. But when the art is there, it's fucking beautiful.
3: Well, you better send us pictures.
0: Uh, I'll be sending y'all the core rule book after I finish reading it to y'all. Oh boy. Yeah, so, yeah, so like we said, this is a D20 roll under system. Uh, it, uh, characters have six attributes. Strength, con, agility, intelligence, willpower, and charisma. With each of those tying to one of the 30 skills. Uh, the skills themselves are, you know, like you don't really have proficiency in this system. How it works is, how it works is like you get your, like, fuck, I'll just run you through character creation. It's a, it is a relatively simple process. You choose your kin with their innate ability. Kin is their race. There are um, six playable kin, which are humans, halflings, dwarves, elves, mallards, which are the duck people and Wolfkin. Important thing to know for Wolfkin, they're called Wolfkin. You can be a cat.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, so it's the furry race. Yeah, basically.
2: Yeah, it's the most dangerous wolf. A house cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is your cat standing at the window howling at the moon?
1: Meow! <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I have seen cats bark. <laughs> My cat does wag her tail. Like, genuinely, she wags her tail. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and so these statistics, like these uh, kin, do not grant any um, like modifiers to your ability to like your uh, stats, your attributes, but all of them do have their own um, innate abilities. Like, uh, like mallards have two actually. Uh, They get a boon, which is effectively advantage on their um, swimming rolls, and they can get so fucking angry. Oh that God. they that they can give themselves advantage on rolls.
1: Try to remember if Duck loves Daffy Duck.
0: It'll work for Daffy or Donald. But yeah, like all of them have this. Like um like halflings, they have like uh advantage like boons on evade rolls. Uh elves, they can like heal more by by going through uh like shorter rests. Uh Wolfkin, they have uh they have, like tracking bonuses. All kinds of shit like that. Yeah, and then after that, you move on to your profession. This is the closest you're going to get to class, but it is more like profession in, like, A Call of Cthulhu, where it just gives you a list of skills you can get and maybe, like, one ability, and that's about it. Because effectively, you're able to build almost anything involving any of these characters. But yeah, there are uh, ten professions and some of them are familiar, like you got bards, you got like fighters, you got uh, hunters, which are effectively rangers, you got mages, but then you also got like mariner, merchant, scholars, artisans.
1: So we want to play duck mariners is what you're telling us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so every, uh, every profession gives you a list of, I think, like eight or nine skills of which you can choose six, and then a heroic ability. Which is something you can spend like willpower on in order to just do other stuff. Like I believe that I believe the uh, the merchant. If you ever get to like a crossroads, you can spend some willpower in order to just know which direction money is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> yeah. I oh, guess
2: yeah, uh,
0: the uh,
1: money is west.
2: I I, I smell business opportunities. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) It's great. Oh, my God. I want to genuinely play this and build Scrooge McDuck and Donald Duck. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. And so then after after you go through that, you then determine your age, which there are three age categories. Young, adult and old. Uh, Young gives you bonuses to your agility and con, but you have the fewest skills out of anybody. You get six from your profession, and then you get a number of skills that you can just pick. Uh, for if you're young, you get you get to choose a total of ten. If you're an adult, you get to choose a to- sorry. If you're young, you get to choose a total of eight. Adult, a total of ten. And old, a total of twelve. But if you're old, you also get uh, penalties to your strength, agility, and con, but bonuses here int and willpower. And willpower.
3: I'm guessing. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'm guessing, like willpower, and not willpower, but a uh, 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 adult is just basically like normal mode.
0: Yeah, adult. Uh, when
3: it comes to what.
0: Yeah, adult is vanilla. You don't have that exuberance of youth, but you don't have the experience of being an old man. You're just kind of like,
3: I'm here. I'm here. I'm queer, and my back pain is moderate to severe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you just described me, and like two words they said a lot more (laughs) i was mostly thinking about the severe back pain (laughs) (laughs) anyway after that after determining age
0: yeah after determining age uh skills um profession and kin you then get your attributes which attributes are rated on a scale of three to eighteen Nothing can be lower than three. Nothing can be higher than 18. And their method of rolling it, I'm, I'm going to specify their method and then something else about they say. So with their method, so roll 46, remove the lowest, assign them as you roll them. And then after you've uh, assigned all of them, you can swap two of them. Huh? Yeah.
1: That's actually a very common way of doing it.
0: Yeah, it actually is. It's I, I didn't realize it until I started looking at stuff, but yeah, it actually is. But they also state that there are like little like sidebars everywhere. Um, there are some that are green that are like uh, that are like, "Hey, here are optional rules that like help enhance play." And then here are and here are like suggestions for play that are like close to actual rules. They straight up say, "I'll just read it verbatim." There are many other ways to determine players' char- player character attributes, such as rolling all of them and then distributing the results afterwards, or adding up the rolls into a big pool and distributing the points freely. As long as you all agree in the group, you can use any method you prefer. Which is why I've already built out a standard. Yeah, which is why I've already built out a standard array and a point-by system. Because I have problems. Yep, everything. I can talk to that. Yep, uh, everything starts at three and you have 60 points to spend one-to-one or get the standard array of 18, 15, 14, 12, 10, 8. Yeah. But yeah, um, with those, with those numbers though, uh, once you assign you your attributes, that then gives you your base chances for your skills. With every attribute, um, effectively leading to a single-digit number for your skills. Um, Sixteen to eighteen gives you a base chance of seven. Thirteen to fifteen gives you a six, and kind of so on, uh, down to the lowest base chance of three. And so that is effectively what your skills are. If you aren't like, if they aren't like your profession skills or your or the skills you choose, those are the numbers you get. If they are skills that you are effectively trained in. You take that base chance and double it. So say you're building a thief with like, with a, say so you're building a thief and one of your things is like sneaking. You get like a 17 in your dexterity, 17 in your agility, sorry. That gives you a base chance of seven. You make sneaking, one of your things, that makes it a 14. And remember, you're trying to roll under these numbers.
1: Yeah, so the higher is better.
0: So. Yes. Nat 1 is is rolling a dragon, which is a critical. Oh, yeah. If you're rolling Nat 20, you've rolled a demon, which is a critical failure, and there is a
1: fumble table in this. This might be the first Uh system that really fucks me. (laughs) Yeah,
3: for those who don't know... I I mean, it might be the first system I'm actually really good at. (laughs) Yeah, for, for the uninitiated, Cave
0: rolls like an idiot. And when I mean that, I mean he rolls like we tried playing a system for the first time.
1: Out I f- rolled like five crits in the first five minutes.
0: Yes. in <laughs> Of the first five rolls he did, three of them were crits. <laughs> Literally, the first roll he did was a crit.
1: I was just like, I feel bad.
0: It was <laughs> ridiculous.
1: like, it's not your fault.
0: It's ridiculous. And also for the initiated, uh, NB. Uh, great
3: luck. Like two sessions ago in Starfinder, I think it was, we rolled a double. Uh, yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. It was, was rough. That
1: the, was that the time that we were like, "Yeah, you can take that guy"? <laughs> it Just like the whole fight, you couldn't hit hit them unless you exploded on them, literally.
0: Uh no, that was the the day where uh. Uh, Envy, Uh, something going on with your mic. You're you're sounding
2: worse. (laughs) Yeah, the quality kind of like went down.
3: Maybe. Alrighty. Well.
0: Continue. So yeah, that is how that's how the skills work. It is just there's a roll under. Here's a base chance, and then if you are trained in it, double it. Which means starting out, the highest skill you will have is a fourteen, probably. Which ain't awful, but does also have a d- decent chance of
2: failure. Yeah, like there's still a, there, there, there's still a chance to fail. Yeah, and also so,
0: uh, so they also get other uh, two derived statistics, uh, which are your well, four other derived statistics, which are your movement, damage bonus, health, and willpower. Willpower is kind of how you use all abilities. It's what you use for your um, innate abilities from your uh, kin. Is what you use as your um, fuck. Is what you use as your uh, abilities for heroic abilities. It's also what you use to cast magic because there is magic in this, and anyone can learn magic.
2: Woo! Well, hell yeah!
0: Yeah. Uh, hit points. Well, there's
1: no classes, so
0: yeah. Hit points is just your constitution. You know. Uh, movement is based on your kin and your agility. All kin have a base movement speed, and then the higher your agility, the uh, bigger the bonus to um, your movement you get. So, like halflings start out with a base movement of eight. If they have like if they have like agility three through six, it's minus four. Seven to nine is minus two. Uh, Thirteen to fifteen plus two. Sixteen to eighteen plus four. And then all of them have that thing with a uh, with a uh, wolfkin having the. Largest movement, uh, base movement, and then Mallard, Dwarf, and Halfling all having the same base movement of eight. Mm.
1: What are they saying? Wolves are fast? Yes. I mean, that makes sense. I think your damage
0: Uh, bonus.
3: How else do you think that they go?
0: (laughs) And then damage bonus. Damage bonus, uh, for those who play other, um, BRP based games, this could be familiar. Um, if you have, if you're like, strength or agility is. High enough, you get bonus damage. Uh, with this, if you have a 13 to 16 in either, you get a damage bonus of a D4, 17 plus damage of a D6, and so that's damage on top of the weapon. Oh damn! Yeah, uh, they do they do this in like Call of Cthulhu as well, uh, but that's but that's determined by your size and not your like attack thing. Yeah, but it's still it's still a neat little thing of just hey, I am I am so good with this that I hit gooder. Yeah,
3: I, I, hit I more hit I'm the barbarian for a reason, guys.
0: Yeah, it's great.
3: I'm going to cast a spell and be very angry.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I'm probably just going. I'm just going through the book, like numerically at this point. Um, encumbrance. It's a very simple encumbrance system that I actually really like. So you are able to carry a number of items equal to half your strength score rounded up. However, up to three weapons, your helmet and your armor, as well as I believe your, I believe your uh, ammunition. All of them do not count toward encumbrance.
1: Oh, thank Ooh. God.
3: Oh, damn.
0: Yeah. You're able to keep three weapons at hand, which means like worn in your belt or in like a uh, holster or something. They're able to just like very quickly get out in the middle of combat as a free action. Which these
1: include shields. Oh damn! And then one of my biggest problems in in tabletops is when it's like, yeah, we have encumbrance, and everything matters, even your pants.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. What are the weight of your shoes? It's like
1: I've cute. actually had a. I actually had, a t- had to play a TTRPG with someone who was really rule-specific. And it was like, uh, you're over-encumbered. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm one under. It's like, you're wearing hiking boots. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and I walked away from the table at that point. Good. I just got up. I was like, done. Yeah, we well, done. Fuck yeah. you.
0: It's that kind of game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so then for everything else that you're carrying, if an item weight is not listed, it weighs one. Everything else, everything okay. else will have a list of like two, three, four, so on. There are tiny items that do not hold weight.
4: Uh,
0: there is there is weight for coins, but it's measured in the hundreds. So if you have so if you have less than two hundred coins, you have like more than one hundred, less than two hundred. It counts as one item. Two hundred, less than three hundred, two, so on.
3: That oh my god, that is so much better than what they do in fucking fifth edition yeah um, i still hate
1: it when they give currency weight i understand it i just don't like it <laughs> uh,
3: i have actually made a kind of thing for my friend's world where uh every like coin pouch has like its own small like pocket dimension that literally can only hold coins
1: that's awesome. Nice. I still remember the time I had a party who had a bag of holding that they had just filled with gold from a dragon horde, and dropped it on the mo- on the boss monster and asked how much damage does that do? And I just like, and by I dropped it, I mean they cut the bag open so that it would rend all its contents down, hey. and I just had to sit there like, I'm not doing this.
0: Why cut it open? You could just
1: fold it inside out. Because the same effects. Kids, they were dumb kids and i'm not gonna warn them that hey there's a better way to do this when they're doing it to kill my boss with gravity
4: (laughs) anyway
1: if you
0: become over encumbered which is exceeding your the encumbrance limit um if you ever want to do anything you have to succeed on a strength roll if you succeed you can continue as normal. If you fail, you either have to drop your doing or not move.
1: I now have this mental image of a guy who really has to go to the bathroom, but they're carrying something really important, and they just keep failing on their roll to like juggle the thing and lower their pants and stuff.
0: God damn it, Nekamaru, just put it down.
2: <laughs> no, I can't put down the the, the, the Necronomicon. Oh. <laughs>
1: I can't put down the plot item. I need to hold it.
2: If it touches the ground, it will summon an army of the undead.
3: But I have to. Shit but, but if so I let. Much. But if I let go of the plot relevant item, then the bad guy shows up.
0: <laughs> He's just there in a bush. No, I won't. Just, just put it down. Nothing gonna happen to it. I promise. I'm not here. <laughs> yeah. Also, there are backpacks. Backpacks do not oh, count toward yeah, backpacks don't count toward encumbrance and increase carrying capacity by two. Alright. You know what they do. I was gonna... Yeah. It's what backpacks do. <laughs> or what backpacks should do, other systems.
3: Hey, Starfinder's backpacks are similar.
0: Yeah. I was actually referencing yeah. those when I said that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's, I actually really love Starfinder's backpacks because, unlike most RPGs, they actually say, "Hey, this has carry weight that actually affects you." Yeah. Alrighty,
0: and then instead
3: uh, of cough, cough, fifth edition, cough, cough.
0: Yeah. Oh lord. Anyway. the So, uh, I guess we'll talk a bit about experience uh, and like how you actually advance your character. So, the main thing is, there is an experience. You don't, There aren't levels. You don't, like, upgrade in the class. You just, you just get better at the things you do. So, how it works is, whenever you roll a dragon or a demon, which is a natural 1 or a natural 20, when using a skill, you check a box next to that skill. At the end of the session, every box that you have checked, you roll a d20. If your roll exceeds the score. Doesn't doesn't like this? The uh, advancements are the opposite of skill rolls. Skill rolls, you're rolling, you're rolling to meet under. Uh, with advancement rolls, you're rolling to get
1: over. If you have experience with BRP, BR, if you have experience with Cthulhu, you know how this works. Yeah. If you exceed
0: your current result, you bump it up by one, up to a maximum of eighteen. And then after doing the like uh, play advancement rolls, the GM will then ask you. Uh, four to five questions, depending on if you're using the weakness optional rule, which weaknesses are just character beats. There's, there's like a thing about the character where they're like greedy or they're sloth or they're lazy or they're fucking other character flaws that you can play into for role play. And if you do give into your weakness as part of role play, you can get an advanced mark for free on any skill you want. The other questions are like, did you participate in the game session? Did you explore somewhere? Did you defeat something in combat? Did you overcome something without using combat? If you answer yes to any of those like questions, yeah. If you answer to yes to any of those questions, you get a free advancement mark.
1: I like that last one because so often do tabletop players just say "kill it" to everything. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna beat it to death with a rock. Another nightmare story. I had a player try to kill a merchant that wouldn't give him a discount, and the party wow. supported him.
0: Wow. Yeah, another rule for advancement that is uh, that is tied to weaknesses for an optional rule: overcoming your weakness. If during a game session you act in a way that is uh, that goes against your weakness, like if you if you like play a coward and then do something objectively heroic without like him and haunt about it being cowardly, the GM can instead give you. 2 Advancement Marks, and remove that weakness, at which point you have to play a full session without a weakness, after which you can choose a new weakness if you want it.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah.
2: That's really... I like that. I just
1: flat out yes, like
2: well, that. A craven can overcome his coward cowardliness and like become a little overconfident <laughs> if I can overplay his hand. Exactly.
0: It's a neat mechanical way of encouraging role playing that I that I that I appreciate.
2: Yeah, like it influ- or it, it Like, what's we're looking for? It like uh, encourages um, like uh, character development.
1: Yeah, exactly. My well, my usual biggest problem with weaknesses on characters is there is no way to get around them. So the fact that there is a built in mechanic, like, hey, if your character does this thing and the DM thinks that you should like move beyond your weakness, ta da! I yeah. like that. I really like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, within within the book itself, there
0: are twenty weaknesses, including stuff like gullible, faint-hearted, uh, gluttonous, kleptomaniac, or haughty. And yeah, that's haughty spelled just, with the GHT.
1: I, I imagine that most people would interpret gluttonous as the traditional form of gluttony, but I'm like imagining it like being like a guy who's like, "Hey, uh, I can't." fight this thing right now there's a sale i need to go buy things that's not gluttony <laughs> yes it actually is, uh, gluttony, gl- is uh, gluttony is gluttony is
0: overconsumption uh as written in this gluttonous i take every uh, chance i get to eat something tasty
1: uh so it's the we don't actually know the meaning of the word gluttony version of gluttony
0: no that's the we we went with the version everyone knows like like everyone when like yeah Pedantism.
1: That's what you come to us for.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, other ways you can advance stuff is with the teacher. If you meet an NPC or other or other character who has a skill of level fifteen or higher, um, and that and that that, that skill level exceeds your own, you can you can spend some time to like train with them and get an advancement role as part of it. However, with that training, you can only ever have a teacher raise a skill level by one. So you can't like keep coming back to somebody who's like better than you at something and just keep like raising it for free over and over again.
1: Hmm. You've learned all they can after you rank up once.
0: Yeah. The teacher could potentially teach you multiple skills. However, you can only raise each of them by one. And that is also how you increase your magic abilities. Hmm. Uh, and then... The other big thing with the skills is that once they hit eighteen, you then get a free heroic ability. No, which are you know their feats, their special abilities is the things that make you different than normal people. Because you are heroes, you're technically different than normal people.
3: I'm not like the other special. People. You're special. You mean you mean he's, I'm not like other girls. He's never said that to me before. <laughs>
0: That's right, Bell. You're not like other girls. <laughs>
4: <laughs> just the
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might just be because of the compression, but it just sounded so weird. I loved it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I- I'm sorry, is my uncomfortableness funny to you? Yes. Magic In the man. Sense, sense
0: Yes. Uh yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, then let's get into the mechanic stuff. We talked about it a bit, but like I guess I'm going through the book. Uh, so yeah, rolling dice, it's D20, you're trying to roll under your number. If you roll a dragon, which is a natural one, you get bonus stuff, which, are, which for combat stuff is critting, which can, uh, I believe, double damage, ignore armor, or let you attack a second time for free, which is
1: great. <laughs> I always love when crits give you options. Yes, it's so fucking good. Instead of just you, just deal more damage.
0: Yeah. Um. However, if you're doing skill, t- if you're doing skill checks, um, you can achieve more than you intended. Uh, complete the pr- complete the task faster than usual, or and this is a bullet pointed option, impress everyone around you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, w- what, what? What does that do? Everyone's everyone thinks you're cooler. <laughs> Yeah. It improves their opinion of you by one step.
0: Yeah, there is there is te- oh, yeah. there, there, to... there is technically like a like tiered um NPC uh uh opinion of you scale.
3: I was joking, but okay, that's awesome. So you mean I could like intimidate someone so well everyone else is like, wow, this this guy's pretty cool. Yeah, that
2: yeah, I just a imagine it cool a... Yeah, I imagine a Daffy Duck character just suddenly like Changing into like fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventures art style. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's like that bit in the new DuckTales where where uh, Donald all of a son got voiced by Don
1: Cheadle. Oh, that was awesome! I love that! I love that! That was fun. It was great. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, yeah. So,
0: um, if you roll a demon though, natural twenty, uh, it fails. What you're, what you're trying to do fails. It's awful. If you're in combat, uh, there is a. Uh, chart with six options where it's like oh you drop your you drop your weapon or you accidentally hit yourself or your allies or your weapon fucking breaks.
3: You see, okay, you see that's what I like so far. Another thing I really like is that if you roll in that one there's consequences cuz in so many TTRPGs that I've built well, in the few TTRPGs I just played to say there's literally nothing there. For if you fail an attack roll like, if you roll a nat one on an enemy who's currently grappling your wizard, you're gonna hit the wizard. Yeah, I'm
1: see, I actually don't have hit an ally on my fumble table because I have a fumble table for crit fails. Uh, because I just think that's too mean.
0: Uh, I could be misremembering. Let me go check their fumble table because I know you can hit yourself. I actually don't do that
1: either. I will have you fall flat on your ass so that you have to waste movement to stand up and shit, but I just feel like a crit fail is bad enough without you also hurting yourself.
0: Okay, so uh, with melee attacks, you can drop your weapon, you can let the enemy get a free attack on you, uh, you can get your weapon stuck in something. (laughs) I've done that one. Uh, It gets flung from your hand, uh, you damage it, or you hit yourself.
1: The flung from your hand is the most common option on my table, actually. That and falling over, and then are the two most common options. And then
0: ranged attacks—you uh, hit someone. Yeah, you can't accidentally hit an ally with a melee weapon, but you can with a ranged weapon. <laughs> Which it makes sense, I guess. Like I've never been the biggest fan of like fumble tables, just because it's like, all right, cool. All right, fuck! I rolled natural one. What happened? Oh, cool! I explode.
3: Nice. No, 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 no. That, that's the wild magic uh, table.
1: <laughs> I fucking hate wild magic. I have never actually used wild magic. The amount well, of... If we ever play, I, look at,
3: I look at the table and I'm like, nah. <laughs> if we ever yeah, play 5e, I'm gonna play wild magic now for you. The the amount never gonna of play the, 5E.
0: the amount of people I've had fucking run games where they've been like, oh, cool, you found a potion of wild magic. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? The you drink it's it a in? bottle of wild. effect. Yeah. The like the like wild and untamable like surge of magic. What you took it and milked it?
2: Mm. Yes. Fuck yes. you. <laughs> yes, it, it came from a blue cow. <laughs> so everyone knows well, that the, well, the, the, the cows of different colors produce different kinds of milk. Exactly. The brown cows produce well, chocolate milk.
3: Well, if the code mini colors came from a technicolor sheep the wild magic comes from the wild magic potion comes from a technicolor cow. Just, <laughs> just all of D and D's in
0: sepia tone, there's just one cow in like very vibrant colors, and it's like there's the magic one. Yeah, the cow just has RGB. Yeah,
1: the cow, the cow that rep- represents LGBT. That is the one we must. <laughs> you you want to milk the game? We need to get back on topic, otherwise, we're never actually going to play the game. <laughs> we, gotta, we, gotta milk,
0: we gotta milk the game.
3: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Advert your game. <guess.
0: laughs> anyway. But what
3: did I do? <laughs>
0: anyway. So yeah, you, you roll a... Yeah, so with that, you roll a, you roll a natural 20. That's a rolling a demon, critical failure on attacks. Um, also critical failure on uh, skill rolls, where you can damage yourself, someone else, or an item. You can make a fool of yourself in front of everyone around you, or you're just very loud. Uh you can also, however, push your rolls. If you roll and you fail a roll, not critically fail a roll, just fail a roll. You can give yourself a condition and re-roll that roll. Uh so what so how this works is there are six conditions, each one of them tied to one of the attributes. With strength, it's exhausted, with con, it's sickly. Uh, if you're with intelligence is angry, stuff like that. When you suffer a condition, that means that until you recover from that, which is through weight, which is through resting, all rolls made with that attribute get a bane, which is disadvantage. Ooh. but you apply the condition after the re-roll. So if you are like making a so if you're like making a strength check or whatever, and you fail it, and you give yourself like the exhausted condition for strength, you don't get the, you don't get the condition until after you uh, resolve the re-roll. Which I like it. I like pushing roles um, within within Call Cthulhu. Which is the, it's a thing in Call Cthulhu. What what pushing a role does is it, is it like basically basically makes the makes the uh, consequences of uh, failing the role worse. So if it's like you're talking to somebody and you're making like a fast talk check, and you and you fail it, you can push the role. But pushing it, if you fail it again, that person gets like more hostile towards you, or like you fail, or you just like fail worse at what you're doing and like waste more time. Shit like that. With this just getting Can you Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah, with this, I like that it's just a very simple mechanical thing. Whereas like where it's like you you still have to like, you know, explain in narrative why getting this condition makes sense. It's like, alright, I'm gonna lift this boulder. Oh, fuck, I failed. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna push, give myself disheartened, which is bait on all charisma checks. So I like, "Yeah, I thought I was stronger, but then I tried to lift this boulder and it didn't work, and now I feel bad about myself."
3: Uh, yeah, I don't. Can you? I don't feel, as, you, yeah, I don't feel uh, as heroic. Are you? <laughs> God damn
4: it!
0: <laughs> bit first, then question, Ruben? Okay. Yeah, just fucking,
2: just, yeah I don't feel as heroic. No, no, now I'm just depressed. Ha ha ha! Good bit sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah'm no, I'm, ter- I'm, ter- I'm fucking i'm I'm operating on like five hours of sleep I, di- I didn't lie <laughs> hell yeah uh, NB. Uh, uh uh are you able to chain pushes
3: like uh, if you fell once can you and you ch- and you push and then you fell again can you push again
0: um I'm not seeing anything in this explicitly stating that but I would say for the purposes of our thing, no. Okay. But yeah, um... So yeah, once you have all six conditions, though, you cannot push your role any further. You, you, could, you could go through and just like, eat ass like six times in a row, get every condition, have a bane on everything, and just not be able to push things any further. Which, yeah, that'd suck, but... Pfft. Sucks to suck, get better. Uh, other thing that I actually like about this, with uh, in terms of just like rule stuff, they do explicitly state that you only get one chance to succeed a, to succeed a thing with any action. So, like, once you roll the die, once you push it, you can't you can't make that same roll again in order to accomplish the same goal. You need to either try something different or wait until circumstances have significantly changed. So you can't go into a thing. It's like, all right, right, make an awareness check fucking didn't see anything i do it again and again and again oh roll the, dra- the dragon all right you find the thing fine
2: you found it
0: yeah just the amount of fucking just like roll spamming some people do in some games they're yeah, just
2: just forming for a fucking good roll
0: yeah it's
1: hellish i get the yeah, feeling I mean, he's gonna say that when he sees my recall knowledge archer probably uh but yeah, yeah so I like spending like an
0: hour just searching a single room. Uh yeah. So I talked about boons and banes a bit. I guess it'll be a bit more of those. Yeah, it's advantage-disadvantage. However, they stack. So if you go into a thing with three boons, you're rolling four D20 and choosing the best one. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Same thing with Banes. If you get if you get like three Banes, you're rolling four D twenty and choosing the worst one. And then boons and bane's cancel. Hell yeah. yeah! And then boons and bane's cancel on a one to one basis. It's simple. It's clean. It goes. Uh, there are. <laughs> it Yeah. Uh, there are opposed rolls. Uh, so here's the thing: with monsters, monsters don't have stats. They have health, movement, and a table. NPCs have stats. But even then, it's very simple. They ha- they'll have like one or two they're good at, and everything else is a five. So for the majority of the time, you're going to be fucking beating people.
1: But well, I mean, that's what an RPG is, isn't it? Yeah, it's just assaulting people. It's political
4: instrument. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's pos roles where you where you, like if your if your role fails, regardless of what you're trying to do, when you fail. If you succeed while the opponent fails, you you succeed. If both of you succeed, whoever is lower succeeds. But yeah, uh, it, it's a similar kind of thing they have in Call of Cthulhu uh, and other BRP stuff. Um, I believe there's also an optional rule in Cthulhu where it's like, instead of rolling, you just have it like, you just have like whatever their skill is set the, like, level of success required where it's like 50 and below you need a uh, regular success above 50 you need hard success above 75 you need a uh, extreme success
1: uh is this a meets it beats system uh because yes. we come up we come, come to that often so uh, uh
0: yeah okay. meets it beats
1: good wanted to know that
0: yeah um and there is also um and there's also something called open opposed rolls, which I'm not 100% sure on where it's like... like Opposed rolls is typically uh, like active party versus non-active party. Where it's like if you're actively trying to sneak, you roll, and then if you succeed, then the other person rolls to try to beat you. But with open opposed rolls, it's just... If two people are actively doing the same thing, their example is arm wrestling. Then oh, it's, that's fun. Yeah, Then it's an opposed roll where... Uh, If both parties fail, if they both succeed and get the same result, then you just keep doing it until one of you succeeds. Uh, Then there are the skills. I'm not going to go through all 30 skills.
3: Does the strength skill have more than one, at least?
0: Uh, Let me just give this a quick look. Um,
3: Because that's always a thing in so many TTRPGs. The only thing that strength gets is athletics. Uh, there are the weapon skills and crafting.
0: Hmm. However, okay. this will piss off Cave. Crafting is used to repair. <laughs> Nothing else.
1: I'm actually fine with that. Okay. Like, I, I do love me some crafting. But if you don't want to do detailed crafting rules, then just say flat out, hey, this isn't for making new shit. It's for fixing things. Yeah because I love crafting I dislike how it's handled in most systems
0: okay I say yes so I say there aren't hard crafting rules and then I go down to the abilities and it's like oh right they kind of are actually but they're heroic abilities okay yeah which is um yeah, which is like a like master blacksmith master carpenter and master tanner uh, yes, you have
1: my master- attention. Man. Now you have my focus.
3: <laughs> I thought you were going to in that differently.
1: Uh, but yeah, so
0: uh, with uh, like Master Blacksmith, um, you can spend three willpower points and one stretch of time, which is fifteen minutes, uh, to sharpen a blade. Uh, when you do that, the armor rating of uh, anything this weapon hits is counted as one step lower. Oh. However, it does wear off after one combat or whenever it does wear off after one combat encounter where the weapon was used to attack or parry, which I'll get to that when we talk about combat. Uh, And then in one shift of time, which is six hours, uh, you can craft a metal weapon or metal armor uh, of your choice uh, from the uh, from the uh, basically uh, like weapon or armor table. Cool. It does require a forge and anvil and iron and the cost in uh, WP is equal to the cost of willpower points is equal to the item cost in gold. You can spread that across multiple shifts if you if it costs uh if you don't have enough willpower. Uh with Carpenter, uh, you can deal damage to wooden doors, walls, or other inanimate objects, ignoring uh, object
3: ratings. Yes, I love it.
0: And you can spend yeah and you can spend um a shift of time to make any wooden items such as a club, staff, shield, or anything else listed on the thing, requiring wood and then a costing number of willpower points equal to the cost
1: in cost in gold. I now want to play a carpenter ducules.
3: <laughs> that's what I want to play. Now. You know, that's really ridiculous. You know. <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, and then Tanner, you can craft a uh, leather armor using the skin of an animal or monster. The armor gets a half the beast's armor rating rounded up, but always has at least one.
3: Oh, that's cool. So you're so you're saying if I made armor. Leather armor out of dragon
0: hide. Yeah, then you then you really get good armor. Yeah, then you'd be able to get um, armor. You'd be able to get an armor rating equal to half the dragon's armor rating. Which let me actually double check because there are some statistics for dragons in here. Uh, a dragon's armor rating is six, so you'd be able to get so you be able to get uh, leather armor with a rating of three. And how ratings work, they uh, it reduces the damage by a static amount.
1: That's okay. pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
3: So, I like that. Uh, I, I know you're going to probably talk about this later when you talk about combat. What about but to get into. If you perfect, then good question leading up into this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's say if you re- if you reduced your the damage you take by three, and then uh, but the person who rolls deals a total of three damage. You take no damage. Do you take no damage? Hell oh, yes! Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Uh,
0: yeah. So then let's get into combat. So with okay. combat, um, initiative is card based. There are there are uh, ten initiative <laughs> cards numbered one through ten. Um, each person gets them drawn. Uh, there are heroic abilities that can like uh, a can like determine like like help you determine um what cards you get, but it's Order number one through ten, number one goes first, number ten goes last. If you are fighting monsters, they get a number of initiative cards equal to their ferocity rating. So if you are fighting monsters, they have a ferocity of like, actually, let's go back
3: to that dragon. If you are fighting that
0: dragon. Go
3: ahead. uh, I was just going to say, the dragon can be the default we use for all these now.
0: Yeah, Uh, the dragon has a ferocity of three. So the dragon would be dealt three initiative
1: cards. And it gets to pick which one it wants, or does it get to go on three initiatives?
0: It gets to go three times in a
1: round. Okay, Okay, so that's actually really good, in my opinion, because one of the biggest problems with D&D is, and I'm using D&D as a reference, action economy. You've got one big boss versus six players. That boss is tissue paper. Yep.
3: Like every time. Like, unless you make them a fucking bullet sponge, y- you're going to lose your boss in, like, two rounds. So then
1: you have to take the boss fight that was going to be an epic face-off between your heroes and the villain and throw in a fuck ton of minions to distract the party?
0: Yeah, this does not seem like it's a, like, bunch of minions, big boss thing. It seems like it's, like, hey, big boss or minions.
1: Okay. I prefer that. I, I really like that. I might actually co-opt that and use that in like other TTRPGs. Just like give them extra initiative rounds. That's brilliant. And
0: speaking of uh, action economy, the action economy in this is incredibly simple. You can move, and you have one action. That's it. Your reaction uses your action.
1: Oh like your action for the next round or Uh, your action for for
0: that round if you acted on that turn you cannot take reactions
1: oh oh wow that's interesting
0: so that
3: would just determine on if you're wanting to build a reaction build i'm guessing well
0: uh that's the thing defending is is a reaction
3: yeah, so like, if you
1: go after the monster, then you can use your action to defend yourself. But if you go before, then you have to question: Do I want to def- do I want to hold this or? Well, um, no.
0: So if you, if you go before the monster, then you're probably then yeah yeah. This is a question of like, hey, do I want to do this or that? But typically, how it'll work from from what I've like read and seen other people talking about, it's gonna be the monster attacks somebody. That person uses their thing to either parry or uh, dodge, which I'll explain in a little bit, and then everyone else just fucking attacks. Then new round comes up, it'll attack somebody else. Then that person like parries defense, and then everyone else attacks them. Like effect- effectively, like just it's like you, you can also just like fucking just tank the damage.
1: Mm-hmm. Which like if you manage to get some dragon hide all armor off,
0: yeah, last w- yeah. Which this is a BRP based game. Your health isn't going to be great.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. I believe them. Like without without taking heroic abilities. The max health he can have is 18. Jesus. Ooh. Ouch. Uh the dragon uh has the potential to deal um up to four d ten damage.
1: Jesus oh, Holy that's, shit. that's a one hit. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, so we're not fading
3: fighting a dragon anytime soon. <laughs>
1: For those of you who are curious, that's an average of twenty two damage, so <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, so on top of on top of like actions and movement, uh, there are also free actions you can take. Um, with free actions, you can take any number of them in a turn, but you can only take one each a turn, which the free actions are drawing a weapon, changing position, which is like getting prone or standing up, dropping an item, or saying a few words. Combat burpees. Got it. So you can't do combat burpees. You, you can only either go down or stand up. You can't do both.
1: Could you not use your move to then get up? Uh, you technically could. Okay, combat
0: burpees. However, uh, that will be all your movement. <laughs> oh no! Wait, never mind. You can drop. You can drop to the ground as, or get up as part of your movement. These are free actions and do not affect your movement per se, but can only be done on your turn. Okay, so it's a free action as part of movement.
1: <laughs> combat burpees. Oh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing that for as long as I can in games.
0: Again, it won't, you can all, you can do you can do one or the other you can't do both in one turn. Them.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, you can get up or drop yourself down.
1: That makes me sad.
0: Also, you can draw you for- e- also you can drop it away or exchange weapons at hand. For a free action.
1: Oh, so like you can does that mean you can put something away while drawing another weapon?
0: Uh yes, but only one thing each.
1: Oh, thank. Uh oh, yeah. I wish more systems did that. Yeah. Because- draw is yeah. Yeah, so So my weapons all the fucking yeah,
0: time. Drawing a shield counts as drawing a weapon. So on the turn you draw your shield, you can't also draw your sword. Mm. But the shield can be used as a weapon. Mm. Uh, which, yeah, the shield just uses uh, whatever your uh, highest strength-based attack is. Uh, but, yeah, um... Yeah, there's a little, like, table in here that has uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. You can take, there are 16 actions you can take on a turn. Jesus. Which is, like, dashing. Oh, wow. Yeah, some of them are pretty simple, like, dashing, attacking, uh, pairing or dodging, picking up something, unequipping or equipping, or, equi- or equipping, armor or a helmet.
1: I was about to say, quipping, that's an action? Yeah, Fuck.
0: Equipping. Um, you can apply first aid to somebody. You can rally, which I'll explain rallying, because rallying's fucking cool as hell. Uh, casting a spell, helping, or taking a round rest, uh, which a round rest of uh, lets you recover one d six willpower points. Oh. Yeah, there are three types of rest you can do. A round rest, which which heals, uh, which recovers willpower points and not health points. A shift rest, which is effectively a short rest, fifteen minutes recover a D six health and a D six willpower, and a shift rest, which takes six hours and recovers everything.
1: Also, you said shift rest. You said shift re- rest twice.
0: Oh, uh, sorry. Stretch rest is a stretch rest okay. is fifteen minutes. Shift rest is six hours.
1: Okay. <laughs> I was like, is that yeah. a typo or yeah. okay? Yeah, that's a mental typo.
0: Uh, but yeah, also with a uh, stretch rest, you can recover one condition. A shift rest you recover all conditions. Yeah. So movement is movement. Um, you can move around. Uh, you a movement is measured in uh, increments of two meters. So a one square is two meters. So whatever your movement is, just have it. And that's how many squares you can move. System.
1: It's Swedish, and better. <laughs> Fuck a lot of you. Yeah. The, the metric system is better. I will not deny that. But as an American fucking metric system.
0: Yeah. Um and there are technically attacks of opportunity. However, you don't however, um you don't have to take them. Uh when whenever you move away from somebody, you make an evade roll. If you succeed, you get to just move away for free, no problem. If you fail, then they get a free attack.
1: But it still takes their action, right?
0: Uh, no, free attacks do not take their actions, and the evade oh. roll for moving away also doesn't take their action. Okay. Yeah, you also get this. If any enemy, enemy tries to move away from you and they fail an evade roll, then you get a free attack on them.
1: Oh, all right. Okay. I approve of this. Uh, another problem with a lot of TTRPGs that have attacks opportunity is rooting. The players never want to move once they've gotten next to the enemy because they're just going to get a free attack on me. So by having it be this way, so there's a chance, there's a good chance if you have evade, you could evade them. Like, it's it actually makes movement on the battlefield more likely. Yeah.
0: Uh, and I also do say moving around an enemy doesn't trigger a free attack as long as you stay within two meters or one square. And sneak attack. Everyone has sneak attack.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it makes sense, but oh, no.
0: Yeah, uh, you do have to be uh, using... Um... Oh, no, you don't have to be using a subtle weapon. A subtle weapon just uh, just makes it better. But yeah, so um, you make a sneaking roll. If you, if you move close enough to make a melee attack, it's sneaking roll with a bane. You then get in. Uh, it counts as surprising, which means that uh, you choose any initiative card you want. You get a boon on the attack, and the attack cannot be dodged or parried. If you're using a subtle weapon, you get an additional damage die. So, what their thing is like if the if the weapon you're wielding does d8, then you deal two d8 damage, and that's on top of that's also including your uh, damage bonus. And if you are ambushing people, um, each victim has to make a uh, awareness roll uh, to spot the ambush. Um, if you prepared well enough, they get a bane, and if they f- if they fail. All of, everyone, anyone who fails an ambush, they get the bottom initiative card. Starting at ten, drawing up. It's neat. It's a it's a nice little simple thing that I appreciate. Uh, but yeah, uh, we already kind of went over uh melee combat a bit in terms of like what crits do and how that works. Um, if you attack somebody prone and deal damage, you deal an extra d six damage, and your attack has a boon. Which, that's neat. Uh, and apparently, uh, there are also some optional rules for um, different damage types and how they affect things. Like, bludgeoning, slashing, piercing are the main weapon damage types. You can do it so that like so, like certain types of armor have a higher resistance against certain types of damage. Uh, you can have it so that like certain um, damage types can on, can be parried by only certain things. That's not an optional rule. That's actually an actual rule. But there's a whole lot of shit. It's neat. It's fun. Oh, yeah. So let's get into uh, defense stuff. So parrying. With parrying, uh, you have to have either a weapon or shield out. You cannot parry unarmed. Uh, when, you, when you parry, it takes your action. You roll your, um, you roll your skill with the weapon. If you're using a shield, it's any strength-based melee weapon. If you're using agility-based things, then it's whatever the weapon is. If you succeed, uh, the enemy hits either the weapon or the shield. Uh, reducing the damage by the weapon's durability. If you... Yeah, sorry, I'll, let me... Uh, oh, sorry, actually, my bad. I, I'm thinking of a different thing. I'm thinking of, actually, Pathfinder. <laughs> if you succeed at the parry, you take no damage. However, if the... if However, they would still roll damage. If the damage exceeds the weapon's durability, the weapon is damaged and cannot be used until, uh, until it is repaired with a crafting roll. Uh, and there are weapons that are specifically built for parrying that have like almost double the durability of other weapons. I think like a regular dagger has like a parry of or has a durability of like 6 or something. Either 6 or 9. And then a parrying dagger has a durability of 15. Shit. Yeah. Nice. Um if if you are parrying a if you're parrying a piercing uh damage attack, your weapon takes no damage because piercing attacks can never damage parrying weapons or shields. And monster attacks cannot be parried unless otherwise stated. And if you roll a crit on a parry, uh you get a free attack. Well, sorry, not a free attack. It's just an automatic hit. Oh.
2: Oh yeah. nice. Yeah, if you if you roll So a ne- it's
1: one of those whip around their weapon and lunge
2: through it kind of situations. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you just force your way through an opening.
1: Yes, and that
0: and that uh, and that um, counter attack cannot be dodged or parried. Fuck. Yeah, uh, this doesn't apply if the attacker rolled a dragon as well. In that case, you just need to roll a dragon to be able to parry. Period. Oh. And then dodging. Uh, dodging is the other one. Um, this is you roll evade and try to uh, try to avoid things. Um, if you successfully dodge you can move up to one square in any direction, not triggering any free attacks. And as a rule, monster attacks can be dodged, as otherwise stated. So for the most part, parrying is going to be used against uh, NPC enemies, like uh, humanoids, and then uh, dodging is going to be used against monsters. You know, just simple shit like that. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm Right,
0: yeah. Yeah, with ranged attacks, uh, you can only parry if you have a shield. Like, as cool as it is, you can't parry an arrow with a dagger?
1: Uh, yeah, that would be <laughs> Until name. you hit higher skill levels that not.
0: Yeah, so, let's talk about death and dying and stuff. So, if your HP reaches zero, you drop. Um, as to all
1: human beings. On then.
0: each subsequent round, you have to roll against your constitution. A death roll cannot be pushed. Oh. If you succeed three times, cumulative three times, you recover one d six hit points. After three fails, you die. Rolling a dragon counts as two successes. Rolling a demon counts as two failures. If okay. you take additional, yeah, if you take additional damage while at zero hit points, that counts as a failed death roll. An ally, however, can rally. If you rally, you rolled persuade. If you, so long as you are within ten meters or five squares of the downed ally, you can roll persuade. Counting as an action, if you succeed, you stand up and can act as normal, but still make death rolls.
1: Don't you quit on me. I can't have you dying yet.
0: Yeah, effectively. Uh, You can also even try to rally yourself. (laughs) Rolling against your (laughs) willpower with a bane.
1: I, I can't give up yet. I haven't eaten. Whatever that thing Iron Man mentioned at the end of that first movie, I can't remember what it's called. Shawarma. What the fuck was that called? Shawarma. I haven't eaten shawarma yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that first movie, the first Avengers,
2: yeah, which was like the seventh movie. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking like the original, I don't know, like, like the donut like thing.
1: Whopper. No, that was the that was Iron Man
2: two, wasn't it? Yeah, Iron Man two uses yeah, was was Randy's Man donuts. Two. Yeah, yeah, he wanted like either like a like a. Some burger from, like... I think oh, yeah, he wanted to get I Burger think. King. Burger King, that was it.
1: Yeah, yeah, he wanted to <laughs> taste America. Which, I think,
0: actually, Burger King is also the thing that got him sober because he got, like, so, like, horrendously fucked on drugs then had a Burger King burger so bad it made him want to die, so he cleaned himself up.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's like, shit,
0: is this what my life's been reduced to? Eating a fucking Burger King Whopper at 7... It's fucking 3 a.m.? Christ. Yeah, I, I need to get clean. But yeah, uh, and then also you can do um healing. Uh healing roll you yeah, you make a healing roll. Uh if you don't have any like bandages or equipment to actually help heal, you get a bane on the roll. Um if you succeed, they stop making death rolls and you recover d6 hp. You cannot heal yourself. Even if you've rallied. And additional healing rolls have no effect if you aren't at uh 0 hp except for when you are resting. And there are also magic spells that can heal. Because like I said, there is still magic. Uh, If you recover, so if you take damage from a single attack, that would uh, reduce you to a negative score equal to your full HP, you die instantly. That's just standard. Um, And then with NPCs, once they reach zero hit points, the GM decides if they live or die. Like if a player says, hey, I want to keep that guy alive, knock him to zero HP the DM can just say, all right, yeah, he's alive. However, if you would deal enough to kill him outright, like a, like a player character, then he dies outright. Uh, there are also an optional rule for severe injuries, which I might use because they seem fun. Uh, so the optional rule is like, if you are reduced to zero HP, but survive, uh, you, may, you instantly make a con roll. if you fail you get you get a roll of D20 on this table, which then either like breaks your nose, knocks some of your teeth out, gives you a concussion, and all of these loses a leg. <laughs> uh you can break your leg, you can't lose a leg.
1: Hey, you hear that Ruby?
0: Yeah, and so all of these have mechanical effects. A broken nose, you get a weight, you get a bane on all awareness rolls. Uh if you get your teeth knocked out, your performance and persuasion skill level is reduced by two because you're fucking ugly. If you break your leg, your movement rate is halved. And then all of these have healing times where you roll a number of d6 like it says, and then it takes at least one shift per day to make a healing roll. On a success, you get fucking, you get on a success for the number of days, you get healed. (laughs) It's great. Sorry actually the healing time is just natural. You can have the healing time with a with a healing with a healing roll uh, per shift per day. The healing roll of a shift per day. It's cool. So you have the broken nose, it takes 1d6 days to heal, say you rolled average 3, whatever fuck I don't, don't know if that's the average. You roll 3. Someone heal someone like takes the time to heal, uh, spend a healing roll on you, you heal in a day and a half. Oh, it's neat. Someone comes and just cracks your nose back into place. Yeah, it's cool. It's fucking kind of like Savage Worlds and their injuries.
1: I love it. I like I like yeah, injury I systems, but I like injury
2: systems where you can lose limbs. <laughs> yeah, th- that is a meme. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, uh, you just lost your arm. <laughs> uh, I do
1: so, always prefer being able to replace that limb, but
0: uh, so there are. There are a couple of permanent injuries, but they aren't severe. They aren't severe as losing an arm, but you can't lose a finger. Oh, all right. Uh, you can become a shop teacher. Yeah, you can lose a finger. You can lose a toe. You can lose an eye. Oh. Uh, and all Wait, of those. You
2: lose both eyes. Um, You're
1: blind.
0: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you lose a toe, your movement rate is permanently <laughs> reduced by two but you can only have a but you have to have a minimum of 4 movements. If you lose a finger, all le- all skill levels and all weapon skills are reduced by 1 to a minimum of 3. And if you gouge your eye and if you, l- you lose an eye, um your uh skill level on spot hidden rolls is permanently reduced to two, is permanently reduced by 2 to a minimum of 3.
1: I I am just imagining like the greatest warrior in the world with no fingers. <laughs> <laughs> just like I still have a plus 8 to attack. <laughs> how uh, is he holding a weapon he super glued it to his palm well actually yeah okay, you still have eight you still be able to get an eight
0: <laughs> no he just has in his teeth like Zorro
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mastered
0: one weapon style <laughs> what you got something in your mouth
1: death Ugh. yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> or he's wielding it in his butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh <God. laughs>
0: I am the dick butt of death. Fear me.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, I needed that.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, so yeah, there are also other hazards that you can face and think. Uh, darkness, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, in order to make, a, if you're attacking somebody in darkness, uh, you cannot dash for one thing. Or hit enemies with ranged attacks. don't have any parents either. Yeah, you, you can't make uh, any ranged attacks. And if you want to hit an enemy in melee, you have to make an awareness roll to be able to actually figure out where the fuck they are in, re- in relation to you. But there are torches and lanterns and stuff. Uh, torches, however, I believe it is after a uh, stretch of time, you have to roll a d6, and on the one, they go out. Because torches, fuck them. Yeah, they,
2: they, yeah. They...
1: Can I just have Dark Vision?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> fuck you.
1: Cur- the current uh, the current game we're playing, nobody needs a light source because we all have dark yeah. vision. <laughs> yeah, have dark- and they just keep like dead, just like hey, uh, does that- no, you all have dark vision. You're fine. Yeah, it like keeps coming up.
4: <sighs>
0: uh, yeah, there's also a uh, fear attacks. This is a big thing. Pretty much every monster has a fear attack, which is you roll willpower, and then if you fail it, uh, you get a thing where you where you can where you can like instantly become disheartened and lose 2d6 willpower. Uh, you get the scared condition, which is, I believe on willpower. Um, you immediately just scream in horror, uh, which causes all player characters who can hear you to immediately suffer a fear attack as well. Oh shit. Uh, you can go into a rage or you just become paralyzed. Just like that. I like fear effects.
1: Dead is so obsessed with fear effects that he actually, like, like ha- went on an entire crusade to find a good fear effect table.
0: I didn't. Yes, you did! Okay, no, I found one that I had to jerry-rig with with another one that I didn't like.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's an entire quest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Octum Cthulhu has a decent fear table, but their effects weren't great for me, so I had to combine it with the old uh, Savage Worlds uh, Horror Companion fear table. But then they got the new fear table out, and I like it. So pfft. it's not it's not my favorite, but it's usable.
1: It's it's something.
0: Yeah, uh, there are poisons. Each poison has a potency where it is um where it is an opposed con roll your con versus the poison's potency. With a weak poisoning, have a potency of nine. Moderate po- potency of twelve. Uh, strong po- strong poison potency of fifteen, and then anywhere in between. And there are three schools of poison. Lethal, paralyzing, and sleeping. Uh,
1: ah! Does the sleeping potion a- poison actually last? That is my question.
0: So if you so if you succeed so if you see the roll versus um if you succeed a roll versus the poison, then you get the limited effect, which is just a little effect that isn't the full thing. Um, with the sleeping with the sleeping potion, uh, you become dazed, which is. Um, disadvantage on all sorry bane on all agility checks if you if you uh get the if you get the full effect you become dazed and must make a con roll each turn not an action if it fails you fall asleep and remain sleeping for one shift or six hours mm. uh
1: being good given, yeah, being given an
0: antidote or taking at least one point of
1: damage wakes you up Like, being able to sedate enemies is something that I always am interested in. And then I look at it as like, oh, that's useless. For 99% of things. It's like, yeah, they're asleep for like 10 seconds at most.
0: You know, this is six hours until you... This is six hours until you give them an antidote or hurt them.
2: So you can slap them senseless to wake them up. Yep. You you can pull a monster hunter and like place a bunch of bombs around them like a fucking Looney Tunes character. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just do that, throw a rocket. I was like, hey, what the fuck? Oh, shit. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> Kaboom. Uh, yeah, there are uh, diseases. There's uh, falling damage, which is a D6 equal to half the height you fell in meters rounded down. Uh, if you fell less than two meters, you take no damage. A Successful acrobatics roll. Uh, you reduce the number of D6 by half. Not the damage, just the number of D6. And armor does not affect falling. I mean, light. that's the type of... That technically reduces damage if you're reducing the dice. Technically, um, there are there are hard rules for drowning, which fucking Christ! Oh. Ha-
1: Holy joy. shit on a sandwich!
0: All right, yeah. So if you are drowning, uh, yes. Yeah, so if you make yes, yeah, so if you are in the water, uh, you must make a swing roll after each stretch of time, which is 15 minutes to stay afloat. If you are wearing chainmail or plate armor, uh, you have to roll every round. Underwater, yeah. Underwater, you, yeah. Underwater, you need a, a con roll each round to hold your breath. If you fail, you begin drowning, taking one d6 damage per round until someone rescues you. If fuck. you if you reach zero hp while drowning, you
1: make death rolls as usual, but successes don't count. Oh, no. oh fuck on a duck! <laughs> <laughs> that actually applies here. Okay, yeah, and- <laughs> I love it. That's genuinely something I just say sometimes. Yeah,
0: he does. So- uh, but it's I'm so... pretty sure
1: I've said it during Cursed Destiny.
0: <laughs> it's so fucking good just thinking about All right.
1: are, are we actually ready to get into this then? Uh we haven't even talked about the magic.
0: We haven't talked about the magic yet. Yeah, we yeah. Oh shit,
1: yeah, we gotta talk about <laughs> magic. I, also... I was just like, we're talking we're talking about items at this point. We gotta be getting close. I
0: also want to final thing for uh, a <laughs> combat section, talk about improvised weapons. Buying the starter set gives you a deck of improvised weapon cards. Oh, that's cool. At the start of combat, you can draw D3 cards to see which items are available or the GM just tells you. And the items are then marked on the map and using them requires an action. Some of them do not require attack rolls. You just do them.
1: I have to ask, is one of those improvised items another person? No. (laughs) Uh, let's see want of dead end my pet peeves uh, let's see
0: some of the improvised weapon cards oh they're also uh, divvied up by location uh, there are uh, cards for inns cards for caves and cards for forests
4: okay
0: yeah, uh, let's hear about
1: the inns. it's probably going to be the most like various and interesting
0: alrighty with the inns there's a boiling cauldron
1: oh, <laughs> oh yes do you, uh, for- you
0: remember the cheese cauldron yeah, I remember the cheese cauldron uh, so th- you throw boiling water in a cone that is four foot- that is four meters in both length and width. Everyone in the cone takes two d six damage. The attack can be dodged but not parried. Armor has no effect. <laughs> Fuck!
1: <laughs> I dump the cold. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. Just I dumping like this boiling bottle water
0: bottle. on somebody. Uh, similar flavor. Yeah, uh, similar flavor. Different vibe. A bucket of soapy water. You throw it out in a me- you throw it out in a four meter cone. Everyone in it falls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I cast grease.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, at the inn, you can I, find a pig. I, I, <laughs> a pig. <laughs> yep, a rummaging pig. Yes. You have to make a bushcraft roll in order to agitate the pig and make it attack an enemy of your choice within ten meters. Oh, you can't <laughs> throw the pig. Uh, nope. Uh, the pig automatically uh, uh, hits automatically and uh, inflicts three d six bludgeoning damage.
3: I love it. Oh wow!
0: The attack, we have to use these. The attack can be dodged, but not parried, and the pig just runs off.
1: We have to use these.
2: Oh, yeah! Just like the, the, the classic fucking total war uh, unit of fucking setting a pig on fire and sending it towards the enemy. Yeah, and then there is also a chandelier. <laughs>
1: Yes! Oh, could you just imagine like the Scrooge McDuck leaping onto the chandelier before smacking the pig on the ass and attacking two separate enemies? Yeah,
0: with the chandelier you swing from the chandelier and perform a melee attack. You can take normal movement without triggering free attacks. Uh, the attack must be unarmed, but it cannot be dodged or parried. And if the attack fails, you fall to the ground and take a D6 bludgeoning. Just, you know, simple shit like that. It's fucking cool.
1: I love it. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So Let's move on to the magic. So. Anyways. Within, within Dragonbane, there are four schools of magic. There is general, which is just anybody can take it. There is animism, which is dealing with, you know, spirits and nature and shit. There is elementalism, which is, you know, your classic evocation stuff. And there is mentalism, which is mind and body shit. So like telekinesis and then like buffing yourself and shit. Um, Each class of magic, well, each like thing of magic has a spell rank. Supposed to divide it into five ranks, which kind of basically uh, determine how powerful they are. They're not really spell levels because there aren't spell levels. It just says like a, a rank one spell will always be less powerful than a rank five spell. But you can learn a rank five spell basically whenever. Um, when creating a character, if you create a mage, you get three magic tricks, which are the cantrips, and then three rank one spells of one of the given classes. One of the given schools of magic. Um, you can have a number of prepared spells equal to the base chance of your intelligence. Which, uh, if you're if you're building a caster, it's probably going to be like at least seven. Which means you're always going to have, be able to have other spells prepared, or you're always going to be able to have you always have more spells to be prepared than number of spells you actually know. Basically, um, in order to swap out your prepared spells, it takes a uh, shift. It uh, happens during a shift rest, which again is six hours. Uh, you have you have a grimoire. Everyone everyone who casts magic has a grimoire. Um, you can uh, record one spell in that by uh, having by taking a shift of time. And yeah, it doesn't require any cost. It's just,
1: you write it down there. You take six hours, write it in. That's the way you should do it. Again, any system that charges you for learning a spell, one of the core factors of your character, but doesn't charge anyone else, not doing it right.
0: Yep, uh, and if you lose your grimoire, then you cannot prepare new spells. You, can, you have to get a new grimoire and then begin writing spells in it again. And then, like I said, they're magic tricks. Um, magic tricks, they are small, usually harmless effects They can kind of just pop off. They do still, however, cost willpower. Because all magic costs willpower. Um, with with uh, like ranked spells... Um, it uh, casting it costs two will power point per power level, and all spells have a power level of one to three. So maximum a spell can cost for like just normal casting is six,
1: and that's the highest level spell that you could cast.
0: And that's the hi- yeah, that's the highest power level of spell you could cast. Um, and those also require you to make like spell casting rolls, which is you, like when you make a mage, you get a you get the uh. You get a school of magic as one of your secondary skills, and then that then that becomes like one of your um, like trained skills. And so, yeah, so you have to like roll against that in order to successfully cast like leveled spells.
1: Uh, with when that, you say school, do you mean like uh, uh, abjuration, enchantment, or do you mean like I mean arcane, an- divine? I
0: mean animalism, elementalism, mentalism.
1: Okay, so it's broad as hell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah that's, yeah, that's how you do uh, willpower stuff. If you don't have any willpower left, you can still cast spells by dealing damage to yourself.
1: Yeah. I was about to say it costs HP, doesn't it?
0: Yep. Um, however, uh, power from your body, which is what they call it, uh, cannot be used to cast healing spells.
2: <laughs> I actually fully agree with that. Well, that, that. That would be a meme of just. All right, I'm going to
1: stab myself in order to heal myself. Yeah. I could actually see that like there being a dynamic where one player took like group healing magic and everybody else just takes regular magic and everybody else just burns through their HP and then the group healer is like, and you're better.
0: <laughs> yeah. and so how it's actually interesting how it works. So when you're casting something, you roll a die of your choice from a D four to a d20 immediately before casting the spell. whatever you roll, that's how many will power points you gain to use on that spell and that's how much damage you take.
1: Jeez. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, so you could you could never cast a uh, third level spell then.
0: Uh no, it costs like re- like power level 3 costs. I thought costs you said it was the D4. A D4, D6, D8, D10, D12 or D20. Oh, okay. You choose. Okay.
1: Okay, I missed that part. Yeah,
0: because, because like, as you get like higher level stuff, there are things that have like variable um spell stuff, like like costs. Like the basic versions, uh, like the basic uh, spells are like two to six cost, and then the fancier ones, they're like, hey, I want to make a magic weapon. Okay, that's going to cost different things.
3: So you're saying if I roll a demon on bl- on a blood spell, I could potentially die? Uh,
1: yes. <laughs> Better. I know how I'm going to end my character after this playtest. test. <laughs>
0: Uh, alrighty. Um, yeah. So, um, also, if you if you are using magic, you cannot wear or use any kind of metal. Huh. That means you can't wear metal armor, and you can't use any weapons that are partially metal.
1: Oh, I got a stick. Yep.
2: Yes, he-
0: you got, yeah, yeah they, they they literally say, um, include such ax, uh, items such as axes, spears, studded leather, and arrows, but not staves, clubs, or slings.
1: I got a stick. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's magic. called a shlele. You, you shouldn't need anything other than magic if you're using magic.
0: Yeah, um... Unless otherwise stated, casting always, always takes an action in combat. Um, there are reaction spells that can be taken outside of your turn, and then there are spells that have longer casting times. Uh, they all got, area, they got areas of effect, and then there are also the... Yeah, blah, blah. Uh, if you roll a dragon on a casting, either the spell or the damage, either the spell or the range, sorry, damage or range of the spell is doubled, the spell doesn't cost any willpower points, or you can immediately cast another spell, but you get a bane on the roll. If you roll a demon, optional rule is a magical mishap, which is effectively a D twenty crit table, a crit fail table for spells, which can give you, oh. uh, which can give you conditions, inflict damage on you, lose willpower for a spell. Um, Who wants wild magic? Oh, you, can it turn you into a potted plant? Um, not a potted plant, but it can turn you into an animal.
1: Hey it's just like the way wild magic should have been the whole time.
0: yeah um, yes yeah, so if you roll a 17 you turn to an animal roll a d6 on a one year cat on a two year a fox a three year a goat four wolf five deer six bear you get the stats according to the table on page 99 and cannot speak but retain your mental acuity every morning roll a d4 on a one you become <gasps> human again
3: oh that's awesome I love that I love so, that so much so, like if you become a bear, just like I was the only sold way you can, can, can communicate system. with people is like
1: I think r- I was r- already r- sold r- on this system. I am so much more sold on this
0: system. <laughs> I think you can still write. Like you retain your mental acuity, it's you like, just can't talk. So you just have like a claw yeah, and just scratching yeah, yeah. It into the dirt.
3: Listen, <laughs> like, you motherfuckers. You've done like up cutting. a bit. Yeah.
0: But then as they read, it's like, all right, where do all right, so he wrote uh Roar Roar Roar. and that's when the bear mauls the party (laughs) yeah alrighty so learning magic in order to learn magic you have to be able to cast magic that's just standard Yeah. Uh, easiest way but most expensive is to learn a spell from a teacher who already knows that spell Uh, you take um, one shift and then at the end of a session like, like you cannot use the lessons taught by your teacher in the session you learn it But at the end of the session, you use an advancement mark uh, for the school to learn a new spell um, instead of trying to increase your thing. So basically, you spend time with the teacher being taught, like, elementalism, Then you get an advancement mark on it. End of the session, you remove the advancement mark and then roll against intelligence with a boon. If you succeed, you learn a new spell. You can also find spells from grimoires, uh, in which case you need to roll um, languages instead of intelligence. And you can also learn additional schools of magic uh, by acquiring the uh, heroic ability magic talent and then studying under a teacher with a skill level for at least a week. So if you, like, make an animism wizard and then want to go into elementalism, you gotta, like, get something up to 18, get the magic talent heroic ability, and then spend a week studying with a teacher. (sighs) It's hard to learn new schools of magic, but it also is pretty easy to learn new spells. It's just a matter of what the DM gives you. Or GM,
1: I guess.
3: Yeah, because DM is copyrighted.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) You're the demon master. I I
4: still (laughs) find it really stupid how...
1: Go ahead.
3: I I find it really stupid how the term DM and dungeon master is trademarked by Wizards of the Coast.
0: Yeah, it's not great.
3: I mean, that's how corporate
1: works.
0: Yeah.
1: i blame Hasbro. Uh, Oh, that was done long before Hasbro.
0: Yeah, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, then the only thing left in the main book is, like, uh, monsters and the uh, items and stuff. However, I do want to mention musical instruments, because I forgot about them. So one of the jobs you get is a bard, And uh, the bard doesn't get any kind of magic, uh, but they do get uh, a heroic ability uh, I believe called Musician. And what Musician does is you activate the ability as an action. It costs three willpower points. All allies within 10 meters or five squares gain a boon to all rolls or Ooh. or all enemies within 10 meters get a bane to all rolls. That effect Ooh. lasts until your next turn. And what, uh-huh. and whatever magical and whatever instrument you get changes how that effect works. So if you get bagpipes of course, you can get backpipes. You reduce the willpower cost of the music ability to one, but you increase his range to 50 meters. If you get a drum. Bless me, backpipes. Yeah. If you get drums, it um, doubles the range to 20 meters. If you get a flute, it reduces the cost to two. If you get a harp, it reduces the cost to one. Um, if you get a horn, it increases the range to 100 meters. Oh, shit. And if you get a lyre, uh, it reduces the cost to one. Just so bagpipes is the best. Bagpipes is awesome, but I also find it very hilarious to just go out into the field and like all right guys don't worry I got this
4: <laughs>
0: It's great. I just I just I, I fucking love the mechanical effects that instruments have. And I say mechanical effect instruments have. everything has a mechanical effect. And I mean, Fucking everything. Your boots have a mechanical effect. It protects against some uh, mishaps during a journey. Um, if you have fine garments, you get a boon to all charisma-based skill rolls the GM finds reasonable. <laughs> However, if you're wearing rags, you have a bane on all charisma-based skills checks uh, what the GM finds reasonable. Uh, fur gives you. What a, if
1: you're wearing fine rag? I'm joking. Don't.
0: Uh, that, if you're wearing fine rags, those will be simple clothes, which uh, it just is. You're rolling flat. Uh, if you're wearing furs, it gives you a boon on bushcraft rolls re- uh, to um, resist cold. Um, if you have an abacus, you get a boon to intelligence rolls to solve math. It really <laughs> just gives you. A, it literally just gives you advantage on math.
3: I wish. I I wish I had that in real life. Yeah. It's called a calculator. Sh- <laughs> Math fucking sucks, okay? It does. When, I will, I, when will I ever need to know uh, the right side of a triangle uh, where it's out in the middle of a field of purple cows on a Wednesday afternoon and the moon is out? Well, joke's on you, fucker.
0: We put your paycheck in that exact situation. Go solve it. <laughs>
3: uh, don't pay We're for the merit.
0: <laughs> I fully I fully expect it to be that way but no Um, yeah, they also have they also have like different kinds of arrows like wooden head arrows uh, which deal bludgeoning damage and also uh, it means that uh, the effectiveness of armor is doubled but they also cost like a fifth of the cost of or like a, th- a quarter of the cost of fucking iron head arrows but that's the other fucking thing you don't track ammo oh thank god you buy a quiver and then you just have it
2: the bottomless thing. Like, bag it's, of arrows, basically. Yeah, effectively. Um, bottomless mimosas, but they're arrows. Yeah.
1: Can I have the mimosas instead? No.
3: No. Oh. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck but yeah, you.
0: But yeah, there, there's just a lot of really cool shit in this. Um it's a lot of tables too. Like this like while while this does like pull from a lot of like BRP stuff, it also kinda pulls stuff from like OSR. Where's like a lot of like randomly determined tables of shit?
1: Old school RuneScape.
0: Old school Renaissance. I, I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, old school RuneScape is OSRS.
1: I also know that.
0: <laughs> but no, like the, the system has a lot of cool shit going for it. Um, not just like not just artwork and stuff, but also like just like mechanically, it has a lot of really interesting ideas. I like a lot of what it's doing for, like giving rules for almost everything while maintaining a simplicity to it. It's just a lot of really cool shit. Um, so, based on my really horrific description of it, what do y'all yes. think?
1: Yes. I think you sold me on it four times. <laughs> 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 and then you read me the whole rule
3: book. I didn't even get into shit about journeys. Oh, fuck me. Like, I still... I. <laughs> Like, I want to be turned into a random animal, and then just have the unfortunate luck to not be able to turn back for, like, five sessions.
1: <laughs> yeah, just, like, I want to play.
3: That's what I want.
1: I'm excited for the game.
2: Yeah, it's... And I want to play it. I, I began the campaign as a duck and ended it as a bear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, like,
0: 25 sessions, you never roll a 1 on a d4. Yeah, just...
3: You just like produce his role after a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All righty. The party uh, gets really good at speaking bear.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a language roll with two bane's. <laughs> okay, it, but what if you succeed? Uh, th- then you then you're able to get they're able to get like the basic understanding of like bear language, but not be actually understand full words. Anyway, uh, so that does it for the explanation of the thing. Uh, What we're now going to do is we're going to um, go off and play the game. We're not going to be recording a quick start guide for it just because I don't want to. Uh, But then uh, the next time you hear from us in this recording, it'll be us post game talking about what we thought of the game as it moves. But before going into that, uh, can I get everyone to roll me a D20, please? I'll
3: roll your mom. I rolled a 10. Okay. That's big. Uh, 16. Okie doke. And 11. And 11. Alrighty.
0: Cave, you get to choose your character first. Yeah. Damn it! Because we're going to be going with pre-built characters for this. And I'm not sure how I want to tell you what these characters are. Um, You know what? I'm just going to give you their names and let you pick. That sounds fine to me. So we have Baston. Awesome. So, so we have Baston Bloodjaw. We have Chrisana the Bold. We have Mackinder of Half Bay. I want that one. Okay, that's the duck. <laughs> yes,
3: motherfucker. <laughs> you listen here, you mother ducker. Yeah. Uh, so this is
0: yeah. So this is a Mallard Knight.
1: Oh, so I didn't get the mage. Okay, I, I chose that one because I was like, that one sounds like a mage. But I got the duck. I'll take it. You did get the duck,
0: uh, and now I just got to figure out how to. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like a uh, screen capping these from the uh, PDF and then sending them to you. It's just I'm not gonna be doing it now just because there's it's a bit of a process. And mm-hmm. I want to get through these other. I want to get through the there, folks. Uh, getting their things. Uh, so, Ruben, you're up next. All right. So, like I said, there was Baston Bloodjaw, Chrysana the Bold, Orla Moonsilver, and Archmaster Outhan.
2: Uh, uh, I'm going to go with the Bloodjaw.
0: Alrighty. Uh, that is a Wolfkin fighter. Oh, all right. He has a long spear and a short spear. I
1: think, I think the last two are the mages. They have magey sounding names.
0: Uh, and then for Envy. Archmaster Outhan. Give me the last guy. Uh, Archmaster Outhan? Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, that is an elementalist.
1: Yeah, Andy's gonna I win. To turn into a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I win.
0: Alrighty then. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so we will go uh, go play this uh, quick start guide, and then we'll be back in a couple seconds, folks. And we're back, everybody. So, uh, we are recording this the day after playing the quick start. Um. And I'll also just say, kind of blanket for the rest of this recording. If anything we have said in the like lead up to this with me, like selling these guys in the game, answering their questions, going into it, if any of that has sounded interesting, then go check out the game for yourself. The quick start rules, like I said, are available for free. They have the basic rules of being able to get in there and playing it. And they have five pre pre-built characters as well as the scenario. I'm going to be, we're going to be going through the entirety of the scenario. So spoilers for the entirety of the quick start.
1: It is. I will say the quick start is well worth trying if you're interested in the system. Yeah, because it's based on my personal experience, I feel like everybody would like even if, if, even if we had had some of the other classes, I feel like everybody would have would have been able to contribute.
3: Yeah, mm. yeah, and so, some of us got angrier than others. <laughs> Eight.
0: <laughs> so then, yeah, I guess with that, let's get into talking about the quick start itself. Uh, the scenario is called Rittermound. Mound. Uh, in it, the characters, uh, which, for reminder for anybody who forgets from a second ago, uh, we had Cave as Macander of Half Bay, the Mallard uh, Knight. Wait, I was a duck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we had Ruben as Baston Bloodjaw, a name that got more and more French pronunciated as we went on. Baston. <laughs> Yeah, started introduced <laughs> as Baston, referred to him as Baston, and then just as it kept going, just kept going like harder, harder, like Baston, 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 Baston. Baston.
3: Oh, one fucks like Baston. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Baston, the uh, Wolfkin fighter, and then we had um, Enby as Archmaster Outhon, the human elementalist mage.
4: Hey, where did I put my spleen?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. He was the art. W- oh, was of an old man. So that was the voice the entire time.
2: <laughs> yeah, the entire fucking game.
1: And of course, the running gag was, "How do you have so many?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a magician never tells the secrets.
1: Yeah,
0: so they came to this Misty Vale looking for uh, fucking treasure and shit and heard about a very ancient and valuable crown inside of Ritter Mound which is like this little like burial mound thing uh, heading out there not realizing that the place was a haunted and B had a party of goblins led by an orc chieftain uh, rooting around inside of it trying to find it as well as you know a giant spider
1: what we never met an orc chieftain
0: uh, no, nope, but he met his buddy you. <laughs> he met his little buddy who never learned his name he nope. Never
2: did
1: ask that goblin his name. Yeah, his name was Grub. <laughs> oh no! I think he should be happy that we like let him live. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we went in like full murder mode, and then it was like, oh, an innocent. Time for us to try the social aspect of this game. Yeah, which you did. You rolled the
0: persuade properly, yeah. and then you're able to convince him. Like, hey, you're, you're able to convince him that you weren't there to kill him, and then you killed the giant spider It was like all right cool if you're not gonna kill me i'm gonna just leave here are the keys to the place
1: i i still love the way i convinced him it was like so long as you don't try and hurt us we won't violently kill
0: you yeah which i will say the the system doesn't have an intimidate option
2: yeah that that was definitely an issue <laughs> yeah. Like, all oh, right. I uh, persuaded him with threats.
3: Yeah, that's the all thing. Right. <laughs> if it you don't persuaded. fuck up, we if you don't fuck around, we won't have to make you find out.
0: Yeah, it's like in Savage Worlds. Persuasion is also the deception skill.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I do, I do kind of like them. I'm like, like there are thirty skills, twenty of them non-weapon based. And I feel like they did a decent job, like, even if, they, even if like, the 20 is technically more than almost anything else. They did a decent job, like, paring things down to just, like, the core 20.
1: Hmm. I agree.
0: Because, like, some of the stuff that we didn't even really get into in terms of, like, skill check stuff, because... You know, we just kind of... Didn't really have time, like, beast lore, bartering, bushcraft, which bushcraft is, like, setting up, you know, your tent for the night. Uh, hunting and fishing, because you, because you don't have to fucking... Carry around your goddamn rations at all times. You can literally just set up traps or go hunting and fishing. No, I do love that. There are full rules for that, including uh, including the different types of animals you can get, as well as how many days of rations each type of animal is worth.
3: We also really didn't didn't get to do any performing, so that was upsetting.
1: Yeah, and no seamanship. (laughs) I didn't get to swim. I didn't get to (laughs) use my 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 duck feet.
0: Yeah, so zero to five, man. Uh, but yeah, so, you're getting to the... Actually, I'll, I'll just say, first. a start, um, this thing does have a map, obviously. This little dungeon crawl. Uh, what are y'all opinions on dungeon crawls in general?
1: I mean... I like them,
2: yeah, I personally.
1: Them. Like, so long as it's not horribly long, because yeah. that's the big problem. Is if a dungeon crawl is okay, we've spent three weeks IRL in this dungeon, and we've played every other day. Why are we still here? It just gets boring. But, like, especially if it's only going to be, like, one or two sessions, dungeon crawls can be really fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, for reference, uh, in terms of, like, map size, this thing is uh, 19 squares high by 21 squares long. Which, uh, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty like... Compact dungeon. This thing is made to be played in one session, yeah. Which we managed to do relatively well. Like we we weren't like a human you know, and hawing a lot of shit. Um, there was there's one instance where we had to retreat. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: ah, we we took so many power naps.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, that's the thing. Um, with the resting system, like only being able to like effectively hard limit one of each kind of rest per shift. How, how are
1: you guys feeling about that as like, I as was like actually fine, having to experience it i was fine with that my problem was yeah and when you're in a dungeon go fuck yourself
2: yeah that yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> that just felt like pointless <laughs> like, yeah it's that, like okay you've got to leave the dungeon I, that, I can understand the mindset but i don't know I don't know. I just that di- that didn't sit right with me. That's yeah, like it's, the one thing I didn't like.
0: Yeah. Uh, to understand what they are saying, um, there is when discuss when it talks about uh, resting for shift rests. Um, it, it says you need to be like in a safe location where there's no enemies around, and I believe in the quick start it had said that like with resting it was. It, it said, like, uh, you cannot rest in a dungeon teaming with enemies. And so at the time, I had ruled that as, yeah, y'all got to get, get out. But it's entirely possible within, like, you know, bigger dungeons or within, like, things that you aren't trying to run so strictly as written. Because I try to do that with when, when learning new systems. I try to go, like, as raw as possible just so that we can get an idea of how the system works, what we like, what we don't like, and then, like, workshop from there. Because I don't want to go in. And it's like, all right, first I run the system. Here are my nineteen house homebrew homebrew rules. What do you mean they break the game? So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that I, I feel like going forward, I would probably do that as like, hey, are there enemies around you right now? All right, cool. Let's we can pop rest in. Okay, but I will say uh, within a shift, there is a. If, if we guys were to take a shift rest in the dungeon, there was a non-zero chance of that uh, rest being interrupted every time by the fucking uh, ghost knight showing up.
1: Oh, yeah, a fucking that, ghost knight. Okay, so I had two problems with this quick start. One, the inventories of our characters. In that, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard the rule don't go on an adventure without a rope. <laughs> <laughs> they, Yeah. We had the wonderful luck of not choosing a single character with a rope. And the only one who could make his acrobatics checks was the guy rolling with a bane because he was wearing heavy armor.
0: Yeah. So for reference, the game come this quick start comes with five pre-made characters. I let them choose what you heard at the end. Of the last thing, they all chose every character except the ones that had rope
3: and sleeping it, bags.
0: Right? Yeah, the, yeah. Y'all didn't have sleeping furs. Like it. This, like they said, this was the basic. Well, the sleeping
1: furs, I like can understand. Yeah, sleeping. They probably didn't expect people to want to take a nap.
0: Yeah, they didn't give you like sleeping furs or tents or whatever. Um, they just gave you like the basic shit of going into a dungeon, then leaving the dungeon when you finish it. They did not expect you to get. Uh,
3: rocked. Oh, those bats. Yeah, the They've bats. obviously never seen us.
0: Yeah, it's it's miraculous how quickly people's dice adapt to different systems, because
1: we've talked about cave luck. I'm just going to walk away now. And the way he rolls. <laughs> I, I feel like I've done something wrong. <laughs> you
0: haven't. It's just for whatever reason, the fact that you keep being hit by cars seems to have been balanced out by the fact that you can roll like a fucking god.
1: Oh, I, I think I got like six criticals in that session. Yeah. And none of them crit <laughs> no, fails. No, no, I did get one crit fail.
0: Yeah, one I of got six. One crit fail. Yeah, one of six, which did, I think, nothing to you.
1: Yeah, no. It was, I think it was on like, I was looking for something or something, and I was just like, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, I got a crit fail and my, uh, one of my NPCs dropped his weapon and then Enby got a crit fail and summoned a demon that wants to kill him.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know. Like, I love this system. I really do. And I do love how each different uh like thing that can be crit failed on has a table. like a special thing that happens when you crit fail. Yeah, oh, it's so fun. It is so. fun. <clears throat> yeah, I. But compared to fifth edition, where it's just like, oh no, you just don't do it. Yeah, like, I will... Okay, cool. like
1: just just to give an example of what had to happen for NB to get the demon, he had to roll a, They had to roll a twenty, and then they had to roll a twenty again. <clears throat> Yeah, yes, 22. which is
3: like one in four hundred odds or yeah. something like that. Yeah, they rolled two natural twenties in a row. I-, I was really hoping to get the one that just transforms me into a bear, but <laughs> <laughs> we were all hoping for that. We'll be
1: honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, so in in the in so the story that happened, they were fighting the they were fighting a giant spider. It had just shown up, and the ceiling was short enough that if uh, NB were to cast pillar, which just creates this like which just like a like this massive pillar of dirt. It would, let, it would let them smash the fucking giant spider into the ceiling. Went to, went to cast it, did the world elementalism skill, which for casting magic, you got to roll equal to or under your uh, spell casting ability. They got, a, they got a demon, which is a natural 20. And because they were very excited about it, we were going with the magical mishaps rule, where if you roll a natural 20 on a uh, spell casting check, something happens there is a list of there's a chart of 20 things uh he, they rolled got a second natural 20 which then meant in the next 6 hours a demon would just show up and fuck with them
3: either fight us or make our lives harder up to the GM make specifically
0: out yeah, meant- life harder <laughs> yeah <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's everyone my- else <laughs>
0: was just collateral.
1: Yeah, we were just there.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh we never got we never got around to like resolving that bit because they finished the dungeon uh before a shift had passed. Mhm. Uh, but yeah, so you said yeah, so I'm I'm typically not a fan of like I don't like wild magic. I find it just kind of bleh. Especially because most people forget the ha- forget like either how it works or forget to do it at all, and it might just be because my like in-person group for a while was real fucking up on every single thing was wild magic. Well, wild magic was,
1: is boring. Like, just gonna flat out call that. Yeah. Like, this, however, is interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's a thing that isn't like, oh yeah, you have to have the GM remember this happens. Yeah. This is just a thing that just, oh, you crit fail? Cool, something weird happens. It's also not like 75 I mean, fucking things.
3: I mean, you are going to have to remember the, uh, the demon at some point, though. Yeah.
0: If, if we ever come back to these characters, yes.
3: <laughs> I, want, I
1: definitely want to play this game again, not necessarily these characters. Because yeah. I would really like to build my own character in this system, because it seems like it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we uh, um, went over character creation a bit last time, a character creation was like 46, remove the lowest, add in order. Well, not in order, but just like assign them as you roll them and then swap two at the end. However, I have devised a point buy system because I'm fucking crazy. So if we, if we ever come back to it, we'll be using that. All right. Which is everything starts at three, you have 60 points to spend. So that... Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, getting down in there, uh, they immediately ran afoul of a swarm of bats.
1: I wanted to be able to see
0: <laughs> <laughs> As they, like, like dropping down there, the bats require a essentially a passive awareness role, which is a role that cannot be pushed. If you succeed, then you go, okay, there are bats here. We can sneak past them. But uh Macander dropped down. Failed the roll immediately. I was like,
1: I could not see the broadside of a bomb.
0: It's like, ah, oh, seems see to down here. Packed earth. Cozy. I anyway, mean, throw down the torch.
1: Fuck. No, no, no. I lit my torch. Oh, yeah, we you, all had torches. Every one of us had a torch. Every <laughs> one of y'all, of y'all had torches. Us had rope.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As everyone knows, boys get torches, girls get rope. Because is that, they also, that how
1: that works? Because they also, oh, no, no, no.
0: they also managed to fucking snipe and pick every single, like, male-presenting character. <laughs> Just fantastic. But yeah, uh, monster stuff's interesting. The monster stuff in this is cool, with uh, the fact that the monsters all get multiple initiative.
1: Well... There is something I wanted to talk about with again the uh, dun- the design of the this starter campaign. Okay, that I have a problem with, and I only kind of have a problem with this. Okie doke. And it's like it's like almost enough that it's not a problem. So take that. Take what uh, what I'm <laughs> saying with like you've got to think about it on your own. I don't like that. Like. Half of the fights were against enemies that half of the party could only do half damage to, yet the enemies could hit all of us for truckloads. And by that I mean ghosts. Yeah, like, the ghosts were kind of annoying. It's, it's it's a starter campaign. It's the first campaign that like a lot of people will give will give a try. And half of the encounters are dink, 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 wizard, do something! boom. Thank you, wizard.
0: Okay, so in so I will I will come up to defend the system because yeah, um, with with the bats specifically because the bats were a swarm, they are count as a single creature, but all damage is halved.
1: I didn't even think about the fact that the bats were uh, reducing our damage. <laughs> yeah, the, the
0: <sighs> bats the bats reduce damage by half, but you know they weren't they they had no armor and pretty low HP. They only had eighteen HP. Hmm. Uh, with the with the uh white the uh ghost knight thing you were fighting.
1: Oh fuck that guy!
0: That thing specifically. He's meant to like be. He's meant to like show up as like surprise. This could be the final boss. This could be the final boss thing, but and show you how much of a threat he is, and then but then like you reduce him to half. He leaves and goes back to the final area where you get the magic hammer that fights undead.
1: Yeah, that's actually something that I feel kind of stupid for. Because, <laughs> right, like, I was playing Makander as this noble hero, and it's like I forgot. Wait, we're here to rob a, rob a tomb. Why am I not looting anything? <laughs> yeah, that was the surprising
0: thing. All, almost all of you were like, yeah, "Let's leave them be."
1: Let us not disturb the dead that we are here to rob. Yeah, so um, so I feel like so I feel like, that, like so that part's on me. Yeah, There's too much honor among thieves.
0: Yeah, so I feel like with uh, like the ghost stuff specifically, because like fighting the first night, that is a random encounter that I rolled, which which, when he was reduced to half HP, he left.
1: Yeah, I felt good after, like, I felt good because you were like, you wounded him. I was like, oh, he must be down to like half HP, a quarter HP.
0: Yeah, and then he left. <laughs> and
1: you're like, fuck. I hate when they do that. You remember in uh, the Starfinder game when the hologram went through the wall? <laughs> I was happy that happened because we were losing back.
0: <laughs> Whenever I have an enemy run away, I always think back to the first game I ran for you where I had a dude like tumble off a building and you just screamed no. <laughs> Not in character either, just him.
2: No!
1: My experience! This was like a decade ago almost. Yeah, almost at this point. <laughs> like th- that- I have grown as a person. <laughs> Like, that was literally my okay, first okay. game
0: okay. I ever ran. Oh. Uh, but yeah. So, yes, yeah, like having but, so having like so assuming this is somebody's first RPG because that's kind of what quick starts are meant to be. They're meant to be either somebody's first time with a system or somebody's first time with an RPG. Yeah. And so having a thing show up and be like, "Hey, I am resistant to damage," to like give the to give them idea of what resistance is, and then giving them a way to overcome that resistance. In the room before you fight him again because cause like cause like i I'm pretty sure it, from like a from like a like writing standpoint what it was supposed to be is meet the guy oh, fuck we can barely hit him what the fuck is happening and then he then you, you manage to like deal some damage to him he fucking leaves go, go throughout the rest of the thing get
1: the magic hammer outhand was fucking those ghosts up oh yeah ghosts were <gasps> out was just like you shall not be able to hurt my spleen and blast <laughs> you steal your spleens.
0: Yeah, ghosts uh, are immune to all damage except magic and fire.
1: I thought they were resistant. Were uh, they just outright immune to our damage?
0: Uh, ghost. The ghost was immune. The white wasn't.
1: Okay. Yeah, okay. The
0: sure. white was resistant to all. Takes half damage from non-magical weapons except fire. Because one thing that y'all never did that I'm pretty sure you could have done. As I'm just double checking the rules here.
2: Oh, we could have swung like the torch or something.
1: Yeah. Do you remember who we gave
0: to the torch?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. <Me. laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
1: like, like I was like, maybe I should swing the torch. I can't. I gave it to Oudha. I was literally thinking I should use the torch to try and attack him. Of course, I wouldn't you have, have shouldn't given that armed. to
3: the pyromaniac. <laughs>
1: Like that guy had some ridiculous armor too. Oh uh, yeah, armor like, rating 8. Yeah, my armor rating was 6, so I was soaking a lot of da- I actually oh man, I, I that's one thing I enjoyed about this uh this module is at the very least for me and I think most of us got to use the majority of our abilities. Yeah. And that's yeah. a that's a really important thing when you're running a pre-built module. I don't expect, like, if the people are building their own characters for them to get to, like, try out all their abilities, but when they're playing a pre-built character, I want the majority of a person, a character's abilities to come up. Yeah. Like, the only one I didn't
3: get to use was swimming, which, eh. <laughs> yeah. I'll- I wasn't able to use my ability, Adaptive, which just lets me make a roll but I get to choose the skill for that roll and if I would have been paying attention I would not have taken so much damage falling down the gosh darn hole <laughs> I wish to use my
1: awareness to spot the best place to land as I jump down this hole I would have let
3: really? that You see, I'm rather wise I'm gonna just uh, climb down wisely yeah, Ooh, I, w- I would
0: have completely allowed that <laughs> Oh, yeah so uh, I guess I guess I like to go over some of the abilities that they had. Um, yeah, uh, so Outhan had uh, had um adaptability, which is a human ability, and then magic, which is magic. Uh, Makander had uh technically three abilities. I only
1: got to use two, and I didn't expect to use webbed feet.
0: Yeah, webbed feet uh gives him a boon to swing rolls uh, and allows him to move at full speed in or underwater because he's a duck. Quack, quack, motherfucker yeah but because he's a duck he also has the temperament of Donald duck which I spammed the shit out of that (laughs) yeah at (laughs) any point he can act can spend three willpower points to gain a boon on a skill roll he makes himself angry and it can't be used for like intelligence based skills but he can do it if even if he is already angry
1: it's part of how I kept critting (laughs) because I would be like I'm gonna be ill tempered now boom roll two dice one of them's a one (laughs)
0: Yeah, and then the other one, Guardian. Guardian came up exactly once and it was clutch.
1: It was oh, so yeah. clutch. It fucking saved the day. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, so so, so uh, go ahead. Oh man. So we were at the final boss and like he had positioned himself between Makander and Outan. And like Dad was like, All right, he's gonna swing at both of you. And I'm looking at my sheet and I'm like, I would like to use Guardian. And Dad was like, Okay, you can use Guardian. And then I take fifteen damage twice? Yeah. Which would have killed Oudhan outright and almost dropped me. And Oudhan was our main source of damage.
0: So so it wouldn't have killed (laughs) Oudhan outright, it would have dropped Oudhan, and it did drop you.
1: Well, because I took it if we had taken it separately, I would have been standing.
0: Yeah, if you take it separately it would have been. But uh, taking I believe it's total twenty six damage.
1: Uh twenty four damage.
0: Yeah, because thirty total minus six twice.
1: So been eighteen. Eighteen damage. damage. My bad. Yeah. yeah, I'm bad at math. <laughs> we all are. That's why we play tabletop RPGs. Exactly. Uh,
3: one plus one equals five. <laughs> yeah, that's what I learned.
0: Yeah, I spent three. I spent. I spent three willpower points to make that right. <laughs> but yeah, so guardian is um, whenever uh, whenever uh, McCander or whoever has guardian and another player are both within two meters, which is one square of the same enemy, and that enemy tries to attack the other character, you can force it to make that attack on you instead. And so so the ability uh, this guy had um, with monsters, uh, they don't have, like, skill rolls or anything like that. They just have a table of things they do on a turn. Just, yeah, a table of monster attacks, which you can usually, which you can roll for or just choose. I was rolling mostly, but then sometimes choosing, and I rolled a sweeping attack. Which is, which was, um, with surprising speed, the white sweeps its uh, weapon, which is a Morningstar dealing 2d8, in a deadly attack. All player characters within two meters suffered the weapon damage. The attack can be parried.
1: Yeah, that's why I wasn't sure if Guardian would work.
0: Yeah, neither was I, but like looking at it, that is an attack. So I ruled, yeah.
1: Well, the first thing you said was like, oh, you already used your action. I was like, it does not require an action.
0: Yeah, the first thing I was like, it doesn't require, like, like, oh, that's, that's an action. I mean, you already used it. Then, but no, it can be done out of turn and does not take count as an action. Yeah, that was great. And then good old uh, Baston. Baston. Who found out after the first encounter that his, that the weapon, that his secondary weapon was the weapon he pulled out first to use and that his main weapon was way better. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> this one this one this one this one's better. this one's just drastically better,
0: <laughs> yeah, like the short spear like uh yeah uh, baston had uh two spears, a long spear and a short spear, short spear he used like in melee, but he could also just hawk that at dudes, and the long spear had effectively reach and dealt two d eight damage, and baston uh, he only got to use one of his abilities because the other one didn't really come into play. Know. Yeah, Yeah. Hunting. Yeah, uh, all Wolf can get hunting instincts, which lets them just, like, track stuff gooder. But the ability that fucking came in clutch one fight... <laughs> it came in clutch two fights. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. able
1: to yeah. force the enemy to go later in the round.
0: Yeah. Uh, veteran, the fighter ability. So, initiative is dealt by cards. Uh, it's cards numbered 1 through 10. And at the start of a round, if you have Veteran, you can spend a willpower point to just keep whatever initiative card you had. So he just held onto an ace for like four rounds. <laughs> Cause I use like real cards and not the cards they came with. Cause I didn't buy the physical version. I bought the fucking uh, digital version. So I had the digital cards, but those don't really work for initiatives.
1: Oh. <laughs> I, I still remember one of my favorite moments was actually early on in the session. Uh, we'd been cornered by a group of goblins who like could hurt Macandor on like a crit but otherwise couldn't really do anything to him, so I was blocking the doorway. And NB came up and said, well, I can't use the tool that lets me see the uh, cone effect, but I'm going to hope that this just won't hit me. <laughs> and and Envy gusts of winds and just, like, fucks up a bunch of the complains.
0: Yeah, two of them get knocked back into like into each other and to a wall, taking, like, seven damage.
3: Hey, go back to where you came from.
0: Oh. Uh, yes. Do you guys want to hear about the characters you didn't take?
4: Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. Yeah.
0: Alrighty, yeah. So, uh one For of them sure. So one of them Crisana the Bold. Uh she is a uh halfling thief. She has daggers, she has uh she has rope. <laughs> she has lockpicks, which if you which if you uh, fucked up with Grub, you could have used her to get through uh doors and stuff. Nah. And her abilities are uh, hard to catch, which is her halfling ability which gives her boons on evade rolls uh, when dodging attacks. And backstabbing. Uh, You can activate this ability when making a melee attack against an enemy that is also within two meters of another character. Another player character. Your attack then counts as a sneak attack, which means it cannot be dodged or parried. You get a boon to the roll, and the number of dice you roll for damage is increased by one. Yeah, she's just a fucking rogue. Which I she like that shit seems fun. Huh. like we didn't get we didn't get to get too deep into it with like a, the like sneak attack and ambushing and stuff uh, just because it's a very like closed environment. but it's still I I want to come back to the system and see people play stuff.
3: Yes, yeah, same like
0: there's you can be a merchant. that's a profession in this game. You can just beat some dude, just roll around just like, yes, I'm here to make sure my investment pays off.
2: <laughs> I'm coming here to just to sell cabbages. I'm a duck. I don't want, want to murder somebody. My cabbages. <laughs> I, I
0: was waiting for that. Uh and then the other character, um, Orla Moonsilver. She is an elven hunter. Uh mainly focuses on bows and stuff. Uh, and her primary abilities are inner peace, which is her uh kin ability from being an elf uh during a stretch rest, which is um which is like a which is like a 15 minute short rest, uh she can heal an additional D6 of willpower and hit points and recover an additional condition.
1: Oh nice.
0: However, you are completely unresponsive during the short rest <laughs> because you're meditating understandable. And then hunter ability is twin shot. Uh, By activating this ability uh, when making an attack with a bow, you shoot two arrows instead of one. Roll just once to hit with a bane. The damage is rolled separately. Uh, The arrow can be directed at the same target or two different targets. So yeah, basically just two attacks. It's ranger shit.
3: Yeah. Hey, don't insult this class like that.
0: (laughs) It's also fun because in the artwork, Orla has a dead chicken on
1: her hip. Oh, jeez.
0: Because she just hunted are
1: pretty, it. Rangers
3: are pretty good in Pathfinder. <laughs> t- not the ranger I was talking about, but okay. We'll go.
1: <laughs> now I'm even more confused.
3: It's the
0: 5e ranger.
1: Yeah, I, I don't acknowledge that as existing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck 5e! I mean,
0: cave went I mean, they've hard. gotten the
1: class so much cave has pivoted hard i it was never really a pivot i mostly pretended to like five you because no one else would play anything
2: else (laughs) (sighs) yeah then wizards of the coast did the fucking impossible and made people go hey let's play something else yeah let's let's try pathfinder
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh lord anyways i think we were talking about a system that wasn't
1: fifth edition this system like i really enjoyed what i played of it like Dang. Like, the characters are all, like, that's one thing that happens, uh, I've noticed in a lot of playtests, is they are really good at making, like, characters feel unique, but, like, these characters feel unique, even when compared to other, like, pre-builts, other, uh, what'd you call them, um, dead? Uh, pre-gens? No, the, um, the legendary characters or something like that. Oh, Iconics? Yeah, Iconics. Even compared to other Iconics, these guys feel unique. Uh, which is saying something, because there's a lot of... Like, oh yeah, these are the heroes of our system characters. Yeah. And just for... Iconics a Pathfinder thing. Okay. I didn't know that.
3: I'm learning. Yeah. Like, this simple... this This system just felt so simple, yet also not simple at the same time. Like, as long as you, like, had your rolls either partially memorized or just had them pulled up next to you, you were perfectly fine. You didn't have to go through, like, three different rule books just to find one obscure rule that lets you turn the tides on the big bad evil guy. And no, I actually do cast Fireball five different times on my turn. (laughs) Are, Are you making fun of my builds?
0: <clears throat> Not this time. And I mean technically you could do that. You would just need astronomical luck.
1: Yeah. Also oh, I'd need to play the wizard.
0: Yeah, because because you would need because you need to you would essentially need to chain crits with banes. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure didn't cave once roll with a bane and then get two ones.
1: I rolled a bane, got double ones. God, snake eyes. Because he's a
3: fucking nightmare. <laughs> You know, you know, I thought with the, how my roles have been going lately with Storefinder, <clears throat> I was like, okay, you know what? This system might actually be good for me.
1: Uh. You know, hey, you, you were MVP, MVP, in my opinion, you yeah. did. A, you did a lot, but you also
3: rolled the most twenties, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being no. <clears throat> uh, didn't. Uh. Uh. uh didn't. Good, didn't, didn't friend out here roll more than me uh good old yeah, uh macho thing. man me Nia, macho neon randy savage <laughs> <laughs> i
0: can't remember if ruben rolled that many i think
2: i know i rolled a couple
0: I know, I know you rolled a couple but like i it might have just been because like uh it might have just been because uh nb's uh demons just hit harder <laughs> <laughs> had like bigger effects
3: I, I actually... only rolled. I only rolled two demons: the nat twenty that got me the wild, the quote unquote wild magic surge, and uh, the literal demon, the magical mishap. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember, like, if there was one, if there was one that a uh, Reuben did that was like significant and had any kind of impact on the game.
1: I- like, I'll, I'll say this actually in favor of the game. We're not remembering the horrible, like, miss rolls as much as, <laughs> yeah, just like, the just the point. fun of it. Yeah. Which yeah. is saying something because their miss rolls are a lot of fun. <laughs> like, even if you just take into account the warrior, there are multiple options for the weapon misfires that can lead to some humorous options.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, the system does literally say on the box mirth and mayhem role playing. So they know their audience. They know what the game they're making is. Also, I don't think I've seen so many exclamation points in a fucking text box. (laughs) Because like every monster attack has an exclamation point. It's like ghost (laughs) strike, exclamation point. Touch of death, exclamation point. Death stare, exclamation point. (laughs) Your mom! Exclamation point! Even all the bat stuff has exclamation points. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, pretty much the only thing that doesn't have exclamation points is the, are the goblins. <laughs> because, it's, gobos. because it's an it's an interesting thing that they actually make. Um, it's an interesting distinction they make among their monster stuff because monsters typically are just that—they're monsters. They function like monsters, regardless of what kind of monster they actually are. A demon will function the same as a ghost, will function the same as a a giant, will function the same as a spider. Uh, But then you got goblins and other humanoid-ish creatures that have the non-monster tag, where in combat they function as NPCs. So they'll actually have, like, stats and skills and stuff. Like, traditionally with monsters, monsters just hit. Like when it comes to their turn, I roll a thing and then that says what they do on a turn. And regardless of armor, regardless of evade skills and stuff, unless unless the person unless the person like being attacked specifically make takes an action to avoid it, they get hit. With monsters, however, with a uh, non-monsters however, I still have to roll and they function like fucking characters. So the goblins in this thing, they had uh, sh- like a short bow. S- they had a short sword skill of twelve and a short bow skill of ten, with a D four agility damage bonus, which never really got applied a whole lot because the ones with the short bow kept missing.
1: Uh no, they short- were the only ones who damaged me. Oh, where are they? Oh, I thought shit. the short swords damaged you. No, no none the- of the short swords ever pierced through my armor. <laughs> Oh yeah! Like one of them got a critical and actually like just ignored my armor outright. He was the one who did the most damage.
0: Yeah, and then another short sword guy ran up and dropped his short sword immediately. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Rolled a demon. <sighs> but Yeah, I will say uh, for their for their like pre written stuff because this is a uh, put out by Free League, and they have this quick start thing, and then if you buy like the starter set, it also comes like a campaign book. Uh, and I will say for their things, they it feels kind of like new SRE with the way they write stuff. Where it is, hey, here's the map. We got like dot locations, and everything. We have a like three to four sentence paragraph describing the area, and then here are the bullet points of the things that actually matter in the area. Yeah. Which it's it's very simple, and it is very. And like it has has, like like, a decent separation of like needed needed information and then secret information for the GM, where like in in every area the things that are readily apparent to player characters are like in green regular text, and then anything that is like secret roles is in red highlight is in red italicized text.
1: Oh, I like that. That's convenient.
0: Yeah, and then at the bottom of everything, it also explains (coughs) uh, with cardinal directions what the different doors lead to in any area.
1: That's another thing I liked. It was a very simple dungeon, but like player choice was a thing. Yeah. Like, because was there was there a possibility for us to break down or otherwise like open that uh, portcullis that was right in front of us when we first came into the area?
0: Um, let me actually double check that. Because
1: uh, if so, then we could have just skipped everything else in that dungeon. You're going uh, like, straight to the boss fights!
0: Okay, so, uh, yeah, there's rust no support called the bar. The bar's door is completely rusted out and impossible to open, even with the key from Grub in number 5. Uh, it has an armor rating of 10 and can be forced open by inflicting 30 points of damage or by casting a spell such as Pillar.
1: Oh! So we could have it easily opened it then! <laughs> yeah. <Motherfucker. laughs>
0: However, such noise will immediately attract the white. Ah!
1: So, and then we would have had to fight the white and the ghost at the same time.
0: Uh, well, the ghost only procs if you go for the door or the hammer.
1: Oh,
0: true. <laughs> yeah, like like going in there. Uh, like, I guess backstory stuff. That ghost was the was the wife of the knight.
1: Oh yeah, I gathered from the way she yelled at us.
0: <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Hey," how, and she's like, "Hey, we we he was laid to rest by the fucking emperor of this dragon worshipping kingdom. How dare you fucking scumbag show up to steal his shit."
1: Though I will say, that was one of the roles Makander failed horribly.
0: <laughs> yes, he yeah he could not understand her. Which I I kinda like how they're handling languages in this. Yeah. Because it's not a like you do not have languages. You have a languages skill, which whenever somebody speaks and you don't understand what they're saying, you roll languages. If you succeed, you know what they're
1: saying. I really I do like that. Yeah, just just a bit like, less bookkeeping. It, it's a, it's a it's a bit it's a lot less bookkeeping <laughs> how many times in the Starfinder game has it already come up do any of you speak this language <laughs> yeah, no oh I can think of three separate points where it's like does anybody speak this language
0: in fairness to starfinder, that was millennia's old languages that you never had any possibility of choosing randomly by yourself.
1: No, it, yeah. it had come. It had come up before. I can't remember what when, but it had come up at least once before, where it's like, does anybody speak this language?
2: Oh yeah, the um, I, I think he's talking about the uh, the Elven mummy guy or whatever. He yeah, yeah, hilarious. with him, with
0: with him again. He was he was millennia's old, only spoke the ancient language of Castravel or Celestial
2: which was an option for the day.
0: Yeah, which was an option, but nobody took it. Yeah,
2: (laughs) nobody took it.
0: No, Envy took it, but they missed the session (laughs) where they fought them.
1: (laughs) Which sucked, because it was a Solarian. It was a Solarian. It It could have been Solarian versus Solarian.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I honestly don't remember what I was doing that day. I think Uh, they had... Giving blood. Oh, yeah, blood. Oh, yeah, because I had just quit my job.
1: Yeah i never forget anything relating to RPGs.
3: Oh yeah,
0: other thing blood. they could have potentially done. You could have persuaded the ghost to not hurt, to not hurt, kill you.
1: Oh. Yeah, didn't, didn't like we try that and fail utterly or something?
0: I don't I think mean, anyone tried. I think they just kind of yelled other, I think you just yelled obscenities at her.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what <laughs> well, I remember doing.
1: She
0: was strangling <laughs> that's me, to like me. Yeah, she did, she did like grab you and like hug the life out of you.
1: I was near death.
0: Yeah, and then you dropped
1: fighting the white because you took fucking th- th- eighteen damage. <laughs> hey, I will take that because it was what led to the win. Because outhand would have dropped, and outhand was the one who killed the white.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and also we got we got to play around with the fucking like death mechanics.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which they are also fucking fun. Yeah. That like that's another thing I want to praise the system for. In most other RPGs, if you drop, you're done. You just sit there and wait until either someone heals you, or the fight's over so someone can heal you, or you die. Like, those are pretty much your options Yeah. in most RPGs that I've played. Uh, I like the way Starfinder handles it, and you can choose to spend points to get back into the fight. Um, But this system has what I think to be the most heroic feeling way of getting back into the fight, which is either one of your allies saying, get up, we can't win without you, or you saying they can't win without me (laughs) and succeeding on the rolls. My friends, they need me.
0: Yeah, so uh, yeah, the system has a mechanic called rally, uh, which I think we touched on briefly.
1: Yeah, we mentioned it at the very least. Uh, But
0: yeah, any player with, so anytime anybody goes down, Any player within five squares of them can use their action to just basically go, hey, get up, dickweed. (laughs) At which point, if they succeed, you are able to act as normal. You're still making death rolls and everything, and you're still at zero HP, but you're able to act and do stuff. And a player can attempt to rally themselves with a willpower roll out of Bane.
1: I was so glad that I got rid of scared. (laughs) Like I had gone in, i had had scared for a little while and we'd rested and I was like I can either get rid of uh the one that's ba- that's baning my acrobatics I can't remember what that one is uh, or I can get rid of scared and I was like I'm getting rid of scared because something in my instincts tells me I'm gonna be making a willpower roll <laughs> yeah. something man. and we could like weak as a party could not get scared by effects Yeah, no,
0: like every monster has a fear effect and none of them failed. I think like of the, so like the bats did one, the spider did one, the white did like two and the ghost did like two.
1: And we just resisted them all.
0: All of you succeeded every roll. The only person who failed a fear attack was Grub the Goblin.
1: (laughs) Poor Grub. Uh, At least he got out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You dig it out. He was panting so hard he could not hear you yelling threats at him as he was leaving.
1: What? No, I didn't yell threats at him as he was leaving. I, I was just like, don't take the rope. Yeah, I threatened him.
0: Yeah, you did. You, you <laughs> said if you cut the rope, we're, we're gonna find you and kill you.
1: Yeah, I threatened him. <laughs> <laughs> what? He could have been an enemy.
0: He could have, but you persuaded him into not being an enemy, so. Uh, but yeah, it's.
3: Oh, uh, the good old hi. I'm your big bad evil guy. No, you're not. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. You're Kevin.
0: We love you, Kevin.
1: I had a party try that once. <laughs> I <did> well,
0: <laughs> I had a party in Strahd where one character kept referring to Strahd as Strahd
1: in front of him.
0: <laughs> And just, I repeatedly told him, I was "Like, hey, if you say that in front, he, you're dying first. This is not even a question. You're just going to die."
2: I mean, that that is kind of a fucking Chad move, just insisting, like, "No, no, I know your name. Your name, your name is Straight." <laughs> <laughs> so
1: calm down, Straight. He didn't even end up dying either. We that campaign, that campaign died. No, that no, that
0: character did die.
1: He did die. Yeah,
0: we had, we had a TPK. Remember?
1: Oh yeah, that's why the first set, first set died.
0: Yeah, we completely off, completely off tangent. Uh, they ran into a uh, graveyard of like zombie druids and all died. Then they made new characters, um, got into a fist fight over, got into almost a fist fight over uh, trying to see if they could leave Barovia.
1: It was so infuriating.
0: Uh, got very offended when a noble didn't want adventurers in his town. And then exploded. understand.
1: And this was all the same session.
0: Yeah. And then we never played Strahd Fucking
1: again. You guys want to play Strahd? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I found a Pathfinder conversion. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> well,
1: I love Strahd. I, just, I think the re- one of the big reasons why I was so on edge was because of that fight. That we had already had, like I was already in like the worst kind of mood, (laughs) and that and that fight, oh, that just like soured the rest of the night for me.
0: Yep. Then they found a then they found a little caravan thing. Didn't look at it. Go all right. I open it up. Explodes. I was like, yeah, I think we're done for tonight. (laughs) But now this, this is a lot of fun. Dragonbane was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah, I will also say I will also touch uh briefly on uh the solo play rules cuz there are solo play stuff. Oh. Yeah, this thing this thing does have rules that you can do uh to effectively play by yourself.
1: Go play with yourself.
0: Yeah, you yeah, it has like a has like a uh, adventure uh rules for like other um rules there's like um you like when you when you're making your character, uh, you get an additional ability. Uh, with their abilities, either being, um, like, the ability to push a roll without suffering a condition by spending willpower points, or by having two turns each round at initiative. Just, just you know, a bit, like, way to, like even things out a little bit because, you know you don't have other people to like be targeted by stuff in order to be able to or to have them like dodge and defend and stuff. Mhm. And Yeah, I was not a fan.
1: <laughs> so you ran the solo playtest?
0: I ran the solo stuff for myself. Um And it's entirely tables. Oh, that sucks. It's like everything is tables. Like I'm looking at I'm I'm, I'm currently going through it. And there are uh, five, like four pages of tables. Oh wow! Ugh. Which is everything from, which is everything from like uh, how NPCs will attack you, uh, from like ranged attackers, melee attackers, sneaky attackers, magic attackers, um, various demon and dragon effects, um, like inspiration table for like what you what you find in a room and the different kinds of things in there, uh, a fortune table of like, hey, is this a yes or no question? Roll this dice. And then if you get, and then it has like, the other stuff, Uh, the number of things in a room, the scale of things, various powers. It's just like a lot of, it's a lot of randomly generated stuff that if another person was doing this or I had more ready access to it, I might be able to like, you might be able to have a bit more fun with it, but I just, I, I don't like walking into a room Having a character walk into a room, and then I got to spend like three minutes rolling on tables to figure out whether this room kills me or not.
1: I have literally played that game, and (laughs) it is boring as hell.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and they do have a scenario in here where it's effectively a thing called like Deep Fall Breach, which is this... Fucking thing, this, uh, this like, this, like big, tr- this big, big hole in the world where you just like go in and potentially find untold glory and treasure and shit, ch- you know, adventurer stuff. And you head down in there, and then, and then, like, as you are kind of getting into areas, oh, I just sorry, I'm just rolling through and I found more tables. Oh no. Yes, yeah, so, like you head in there, and then it is all right. Here is here's the setup for the scenario, here is your, here is a couple of, um, like, areas that you'll need to go through to, and potentially like, things you can roll in order to find stuff, and then each kind of thing has a threat. Where every time you fail a roll, you tick up a dice. You have like a d6 or something. And then, once you get to 6, the threat triggers, and then you fight something. Uh, like, the first scenario in this thing is that, uh, is that uh, there is a there's like a group of demon cultists who have like this very powerful uh, abyssal spear, and the and they are currently transporting a prisoner, an orc named Groom, who knows the location of where all the cultists are uh, being. So you got to go rescue Groom. As you are going out and doing that, a trio of goblins is following you. And when the threat triggers, they just jump out and attack you. <laughs> and. Yeah, I just I I did not enjoy it. I didn't enjoy like my enjoyment of playing like TTRPGs doesn't come from I rolled the good number so I did the good thing, moving on.
1: My my favorite thing about TTRPGs is just the random shenanigans you get up to between adventures.
0: Yeah, which is kind of hard oh, yeah. to get, like it's it's kind of hard I, to get to random shenanigans by yourself.
1: Yeah. yeah, I I love I love like all right, we're back from the adventure. Time to go blow all our money in the tavern, guys.
0: Yeah, and then all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, you turn around, half the party's gone. I was like, oh, sorry, we're doing shopping. We're doing a
1: shopping episode. All right, you guys enjoy. I'm a monk, so I don't have to buy anything. <laughs> that is going to happen if I play my monk for your for your Pathfinder campaign. <laughs> like, the party's going to be like, all right, we're going to go shopping. All right, enjoy yourselves. I'm just going to be over here. We're we'll going to get chocolate wasted. It's chocolate <laughs> wasted. It's regular wasted with chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a thing my mother says.
0: Oh god. Oh, I love my mom. <laughs> but no, yeah. Um if you are the kind of person who enjoys tables, I feel like you could really enjoy the uh, the um fucking like solo rules. It's just 100% not for me. Just like procedurally generating a thing that you don't really interact with on any kind of like narrative or creative or any like like narrative or role play level because you are just everything. It's not super for me.
1: Yeah, I've tried. I've I've played games like that, and it's just always. Can I have other people?
0: (laughs) Yeah, other people make TTRPGs.
2: (laughs)
1: Yeah, for for uh, for some people they do. Some people they don't. It's up to the individual.
0: Yeah. Yeah, everything I just said about just wait, you mean I can be by myself, randomly generate stuff, and have my numbers be big?
2: Oh, baby, let's go.
0: That description I just gave probably actually sold somebody on the game if they ever listen to this.
2: Yeah.
1: As a group play system, we can recommend it. I I, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This was... This was a blast. It's a shame some wasn't here for it, but we'll probably circle back around to get her in on it
1: next time. Uh, if you guys had to give it an uh, out of five star rating, how many
2: stars would you guys give it? Um, honestly, I'd say four out of five. I it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling similar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually talking to my wife, and I was like, "Give it a four out of 5. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was it, like, it, "If I had to split it, it'd be like four point five for the actual like play feel, three point five for the module." Hmm.
0: Yeah, the the module was a tutorial module. It was it was very much like a Pathfinder starter set thing of hey, there's no real role play, just go into this dungeon, and do stuff.
2: Go do thing.
0: We're here to teach you how to play the game, not have fun.
1: Now learn,
0: yeah. All right, have you learned? All right, cool. Now go have fun.
1: Hopefully you're. You, hopefully you have a regular DM,
0: <laughs> which we do. <laughs> but no, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was Dragonbane. Um, yeah, fuck. I'll put a link for it in the description, just to if you want to go check it out for yourself. Um, it's available. The physical version is available for pre-order. And the PDF version is available for sale right now on DriveThruRPG, uh, and they're they're planning on re- like supporting this for a while and releasing more stuff. Um, they have done some future proofing in here of like the secondary skills, which is like the magic stuff, where it'll just be have like you just be able to like add more skills to your sheet and really get like new spells, new classes of magic, eventually. But what, this that's probably going to be for a while after the physical release actually happens. But yeah, if this had at all interests you, check it out in the description. Uh, and that will do it for this episode. Thank you all for joining us. As I said, at the top of this, we're going to be trying to do this um, every, like, two, three months. Not super regular, I know, but we have things we want to do that we enjoy more. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, honesty. unfortunately, do have an actual job.
0: Yeah. I think everyone except me... except I think everyone in this call except me and Cave have an actual job. What you talking about? I'm a house husband. You don't get W2s for that. (laughs) But yeah. We also have our regular game that we're playing that we want to, you know, have our focus be. Hmm. Uh, But yeah. So, and me, Ruben, thank you for joining the show.
2: Yeah, no problem.
0: I don't Uh, get any. uh, I'll be
3: expecting my paycheck uh, in the mail in two days. Oh, keep dreaming.
0: (laughs) Kay's working with me for like eight
1: years. He hasn't got paid once. (laughs) I got paid by dead being willing to run games
2: for me. That's what I got paid. (laughs) Your payment is enjoyment. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You get fuckers.
0: (laughs) Uh, But yeah. Anything that they want to tell me to uh, pitch for that, uh, to promote for them after the sh- after, uh, after recording will be down in the description to find them on stuff, assuming they have anything. I don't know. I asked beforehand and never got anything, so. <laughs> well, yeah. Until next time, though. We still have our regular show's going on. We still got Cursed Destiny happening. We still got our regular podcast and stuff. Uh, Titans Season 4 has been released. So, um, Oh, God. So I'm going to be forcing Birdie and Nico to sit down and watch that with me. We're finally going to kill that show. I told you th- I told
1: you either that show would die or us, and we lived, so fuck them. Next tweet, Titan Season 5 renewed. <laughs> They've already canceled it. That's why I said renewed. Oh, yeah. Until all that stuff. I've been dead. I've been
0: cave. We did not tell them how we ended the show. <laughs>
3: I've been, a,
2: oh. <laughs> I've been yeah. a disappointment to my entire family. <laughs> and, uh, I've been the brown person of the call. <laughs> we've never discussed that, have we? <laughs> no, we've never discussed that. Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> You're not alone, my brother. <laughs>
2: oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a wonderful time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we'll see you guys next time.